What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 32 of This Week in Marvel, the official podcast for all things Marvel, from comics to movies to toys to gear to everything in between. We cover everything that's coming out, we cover all the news, and we're going to get right to it in a sec. My name is Ben Morse. I am the associate editor of Marvel.com. Ryan Panagos is not here this week. He is in Los Angeles with our assistant editor, Mark Stromy Strom. They are at E3. They're going to be checking in periodically throughout the show, so that'll be a treat. But it is my distinct and great pleasure to be joined, stepping up, stepping over into the co-host seat, the wild-eyed southern boy himself, dangerous Blake Garris. Blake, how's it feel, man? It's daunting. I'm shaking in my chair. It's true. He is literally quivering across from me, but you're going to be great. Very excited to host with you. You and Ryan have way nicer chairs than we do. You have been given a decent chair. It's like a throne. Uh, yes. You've been given one of the good chairs. It's one of the secrets here at This Week in Marvel that the two hosts get the good chairs. And now you have been given one. You have to prove you can earn it. Blake and I are very fast and loose. Not going to be as many rules on this episode. Things are going to get a little crazy. So, you know, just strap down. We're also joined by two of our interns. First of all, making his triumphant return to the show after a couple weeks off. One half of the most boring segment of This Week in Marvel in the history of the show, Mr. Anthony Chubanza Chanza. Anthony, welcome back. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Please try to be a little bit more dynamic and exciting today. And our favorite, our number one intern, yep. Kristen Maldonado, Blake's intern, just the gold standard of interns here on the show at the moment. Kristen, it is a pleasure, as always. Well, thank you. Uh, that was a great introduction. Well, you have earned it. I mean, it doesn't hurt that you can look across the table and see what you're competing with. <laughs> Rachel Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Rachel Pittman's working hard this week. We appreciate her. She, she does a great job, too. But, you know, we'll make do with what we have this week. As always, if you guys want to get involved with the show in any way, you can reach out to us on Twitter using the hashtag... This week in Marvel, you can also speak to me at Ben J. Morse, look to Blake at Blake Garris, Ryan is at Agent underscore M, Mark is at Stromy. Any complaints can be directed, as always, to at Chubanza, Anthony, and Kristen, what's your Twitter handle again? At Kmaldo. At Kmaldo. No complaints for her, though. Yeah, just effusive praise. Only cheer. So anyways, after that uh, way too long introduction that Ryan's going to yell at us about later, Let's get straight to the comics that came out this week, beginning with Age of Apocalypse, number four, written by David Lappin, drawn by Roberto De La Torre, with an assist by Renato Arlem. This continues the alternate reality saga of the Age of Apocalypse, where we've got the exterminated fighting back against Weapon X and his resurrected mutants. It's cool, it's getting more epic by the issue, more into this struggle between these huge races and uh, the survivors. It's very dark, very gritty. Been talking up this book the whole time. The cool thing in this tissue, we have got Good Knight, Donald Pierce, because all the exterminated are actually villains from the Marvel Universe, but in this universe they're kind of heroes, although no one's really a hero. He goes and recruits Bruce Banner. We know him as the Hulk in Age of Apocalypse. He is the incredible thing, and he pisses him off until he becomes the Hulk. Banner has been buried away. Doesn't know he was ever the thing, the Hulk, whatever you want to call him. So Goodnight uses some uh, unorthodox tactics to basically go to him to becoming the thing again. And we get an awesome thing versus Weapon X battle in this issue. So things continue to get 
darker things continue to get bigger it's a huge struggle and very uh, interesting dynamic stuff going on over in that book and we have amazing spider-man movie number one it's a one of two it's written by tom cohen and art by neil edwards this was really cool it's just kind of a precursor to the movie that's coming out i think as you see kind of like a smarmier peter parker in this right yeah, yeah he's got some attitude to him he talks some crap to uh flash thompson yeah he stands up to flash but yeah this is a good indication of kind of what you're going to get in the amazing spider-man movie the character is really modeled after the character andrew garfield of death of a salesman fame is playing the cool part about it was he has an ipod i believe like he's doing this doesn't he have an iPod? He's got like... I don't know, man. You're the one flipping through the issue. He's got a bunch of stuff that old Peter Parker didn't have. Right, it's, because he was around in the 60s when they didn't listen, have iPods. You don't know that. But this is a really cool thing. It makes me really excited for the movie. Yeah, yeah you should check it out. Yeah, definitely a very good kind of taste before we get to the Amazing Spider-Man movie, which is coming out in July, and we're all very excited for it. Speaking of things we're very excited about... Avengers vs. X-Men, our Mondo, huge, incredible event. Issue number five came out this week. It is the final issue of what we're calling Act One. It kind of concludes the first portion of this series. And if you've been online this week, you've probably seen some of the huge things that take place, particularly at the end of this issue. Not going to spoil them here in case you haven't, but I was actually really pleased that I read this issue a while ago. Loved it. Written by Matt Fraction, drawn by John Romita Jr. with Scott Hanna and Laura Martin on colors and I love the issue and coming in on the train today I was reading as people got their very first copies I was reading all the positive Twitter responses and people would be like whoa I can't believe that happened at the end of this issue it's very cool it was very cool to see people finally catching up to where I am at and the bulk of this issue is it's as the title implies another Avengers versus X-Men fight this time they're on the moon the Phoenix Force is barreling down and you've got Hope in the middle. She wants to embrace the Phoenix Force. The Avengers want to stop her. The X-Men want to help her. Hope is kind of out for herself. She doesn't really want to get involved in the struggle. She just wants to get this Phoenix Force so she can use it for what she knows she's destined to be. She narrates this issue, and it's very introspective of what's going on with Hope. But you've got the Avengers and X-Men just fight, 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 trying to get the upper hand. you got Cyclops opening up. Wolverine, yeah. What are you pointing at? I Wolverine, love, yeah. yeah. Every, he loses his hair in like every issue. Yeah, he has his skin basically and his too. Skin, yeah. Wolverine gets the crap kicked out of him and just keeps coming this quivering mass of muscle. But you've also got Thing versus Namor. You've got Red Hulk versus Colossus. You've got Black Widow versus Magic. We're gonna see those other two coming up in versus number three. But you've also got Emma Frost versus Hawkeye, which I liked just because, you know, why not? And that's one of my favorite things about AVX, just these random battles. You these awesome battles going on. Meanwhile, Iron Man mm -hmm. is building a huge, like, manga-style Gundam Iron Man armor so he can go and try to stop the Phoenix. And that's where i got to kind of cut off my synopsis because to go any further would be to spoil the awesome twist at the end of this issue. But... Continue to be blown away by Avengers X-Men. Great art by John Romita Jr. Again, just look at his Wolverine just diving it. Mm -hmm. Cyclops. The colors by Laura Martin are stupendous as always. Some awesome twists here. It's everything you want, man. It's the big action that we have promised from this event, but it's got heart. It's got wit. It's got a really intense central struggle. And if you're a fan of hope, 
you definitely can't miss this issue. You really get a lot of insight into her. So it's hard to find fault with Avengers versus X-Men. If you can, I don't want to hear about it. It's beautiful. Very well done. Speaking of Avengers versus X-Men, uh, we have a tie-in issue this week in Avengers Academy number 31, written by my buddy Christos Gage, drawn by one of my favorites, Tom Grummet. This is where he's over in Avengers vs. X-Men, you have more of the physical conflict. Avengers Academy is exploring a somewhat more philosophical, ethical conflict as the young members of the X-Men have been basically held at Avengers Academy, quote-unquote, for their own good, so they're kept out of the war. And they don't want to stay there, they want to leave, they go on to get back involved with stuff. Some of Generation Hope is there, they want to go help Hope, some of the other young X-Men want to get back involved in the war. And the instructors at Avengers Academy want to keep them there. The kids themselves, the Avengers Academy students, are kind of split. They're like, well, you know, if we were in these guys' shoes, where would we want to be? So there's a little squabbling, but there's also just a lot of kind of Christos Gage doing what he does very well, just kind of stripping down the issues and really having the characters speak through, all right, here's the bigger stuff going on here. Tom Grumman's art is awesome. A lot of cool characters in here who you don't get to see a lot. Sebastian Shaw, Hercules, Loa. It's a who's who. X-23 has a big moment, but everyone gets a nice little chance to shine. As always, you know, not everyone makes the obvious decisions. Not everyone comes down on the side you necessarily expect them to. There's some good twists, and Christos Gage, man, writes some of the best character-driven stuff out there today. Your cue, Blake. You're up. Oh. Yeah. Dark Avengers, <laughs> number 175. You can, you can edit that later, so it seems like I'm you jumped right no, in. No, no. Writer, Jeff Parker. Artist, Declan Shalvey. A new era um, for Dark Avengers. I, let me tell you why I thought this was awesome when I read it at first. There's literally two pages of Luke Cage, like, just getting pissed off at alligators. <laughs> you remember? Like, yeah, him, him and Luke true. Cage go to the swamp. And these alligators just start showing up and circling them, yeah. and he's just like kicking these alligators. Yeah. And then you see there's dragons in here, like mythical creatures. Yeah. This really took you back to your childhood. Yeah, it was awesome. Kicking I, alligators in the swamp. I don't know how to sell it more than saying Luke Cage kicking alligators. Yeah, well, and, I mean, once you get in the meat of this issue, it's basically the Thunderbolts are gone, they're lost in time, and Luke Cage finds out that they've been replaced by the Dark Avengers, who, by the way, he hates. Yeah, he had some problems with, I believe, Dark Spider-Man. All the Dark um, Avengers. He doesn't yeah. like. He doesn't like any of them. Well, he. I think him and Dark Spider-Man did not get along. Look at that. See. I'm no man. He's fighting all of them. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> There's a twist at the end. I don't really want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really. But you got a nice showcase of the Dark Avengers: Ragnarok, Trickshot, Dark Spider-Man, Toxic Doxy, whose name I love, and you get it showcased with Declan Shelby's art. Love Declan Shelby's art. It's very. He just takes, like, basic shapes and then transforms them into action. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not... Not everything needs to have a million lines. He's a lot more shading and, like, muddy stuff like that. And it, it looks different. It's very cool, though. But, yeah, Luke Cage gets a nice little turn here because Luke Cage, basically, he was ready to be done. He wants to be out of the Thunderbolts. But now that the Dark Avengers are around, he's like, screw it, man. I don't want to team up with these guys, but somebody's got to. I'm not going to make somebody else do it. I'm going to kick an alligator. Yeah, I just got to say the reveal on the last page was fantastic. Definitely very, very cool stuff. And say no more. And say no more. All right, over in Defenders, number seven, written by Matt Fraction, art by Terry Dodson. We've got the Defenders heading to Wakanda to look more into these creation engines they have been researching since issue number one and also trying to track down Prince of Orphans, Iron Fist's former ally, who now apparently has turned against 
the immortal weapon. He killed the immortal weapons and now apparently has turned against humanity, everything. They don't know what's going on, so they go to Wakanda to enlist the help of the Black Panther. But the side story here is Black Cat. It's, it's almost like a Black Cat solo issue. Black Cat's introduced into the book. It's, it's a heist. It's a heist story where she's got to rip off famous Marvel Universe artifact in order to prove herself to a shadowy group of power brokers. So if you like stuff like, you know, Ocean's Eleven, I don't know if that's a dated reference at this point, but if you like stuff... Is it? All right, cool. Hip and awesome Anthony Chanza assures me it's not. I appreciate that, Anthony. So, you know, if you're into heist movies or stuff like that, you know, you'll dig this issue because it, it's Black Cat doing her thing, being a thief, being sneaky, using her tech, using her wiles, with great art by Terry Dodson, who draws the best Black Cat ever, just putting it out there. And also, you've got the Defenders on their kooky, cosmic, crazy adventures doing their thing as well. So, a nice issue on multiple fronts. Oh, and also, even though it's a mature reader's book, and we don't really talk about it on the podcast, I want to note that Fury Max number 3 by Garth Ennis and Goran Parlov is also out this week. So, if you're a fan of Garth's, if you're a fan of Nick Fury, if you're a fan of the Max line, do pick that up, as long as you're old enough, Blake. True indeed. All right, now we have Hulk number 53, written by Jeff Parker, artist Dell Eaglesham. And this story is, let's say you're going to a Mayan temple. Yeah, as we all do. Yeah, you're going on a tour, and the tour guide is like, hey, I'm going to take you guys into this secret part because things are going slow. And you're like, oh, i got to do that because nobody gets to do that. And then the tour guide goes crazy. And he cuts his hand and... Things all, just get worse from there. Yeah, all kinds of craziness happens. It's got, obviously, Red Hulk, General Ross. Who else is in this thing? Alpha Flight's in this book. Yeah. They guest star, A-Bomb, the She-Hulks. Basically, like you said, some crazy stuff's going on in Mayan temples that are popping up all over the world. And a very ancient evil has come back, and these guys are investigating, trying to figure it out. I really love Sasquatch in this. Yeah, Sasquatch, Sasquatch basically acts like a Hulk in this. Yeah. He, he calls like, himself Squatch. But he was like, you want him as a pet. Yeah? Because he was so like... I would love to see how Sasquatch as a pet would work out in your apartment. He... You tr- uh, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be good, man. I gotta say, though, this is Dale Eaglesham's first issue on the book. I love me some Dale Eaglesham. This is some of his best work. It's really pretty. Who did the colors on this issue? Jesus Abertov. Well, Jesus Abertov deserves some kudos, but as does Dale Eaglesham, because this is just a pretty book. Mm -hmm. You got Red Hulk, you got Blue A-Bomb, you got Alpha Flight with all their crazy costumes, but the contrasts and the designs on these villains, it's really out of this world. It, Mm -hmm. it, It really caught my eye. So, Hulk number 53, definitely check that one out. Now, we have Invincible Iron Man number 518. With Matt Fraction and Salvador La Roca. I love this. I read this actually this morning. And this is the Tony Stark that I love. Like he's trying to get over his drinking problem. You know, he's still Iron Man. But, you know, it even says that the, I think the first page is like he hasn't been drinking for 22 days. Yeah, on the recap page. and Or 23 days. And I love Tony Stark when he's at his, you know, core of humanity i guess but what else is cool about this i mean matt fraction's amazing so what's going on blake try summarizing the plot um, you know tell people what's happening sell the issue he picks up a boat yeah he does pick up a boat okay so what's going on in this issue is basically tony stark and jim rhodes who has stepped into the new iron man armor are trying to fight a battle on many fronts 
the Mandarin and all his allies have been going after Stark for months. So now Tony Stark has basically divested himself of the Iron Man armor. He's put himself out there as just Tony Stark. Jim Rhodes is wearing a new Iron Man armor as the new Iron Man, although no one knows it's him. Everyone actually thinks he's dead. He battles firepower, and basically Tony and Rhodey start to make their inroads into what they're going to do to the Mandarin. Meanwhile, there's stuff going on at Stark Resilient where Spymaster is trying to take down the whole operation. Bethany Cabe has a face-off with him. Meanwhile, there's dissension in the Mandarin ranks because... Ezekiel Stane is not happy with his position, and he's doing a little rebellion. So there's a whole lot going on in Invincible Iron Man. Isn't that right, Blake? Couldn't have said it better myself. You absolutely couldn't. You tried. Journey into Mystery number 639. Love Journey into Mystery. As always, if Ryan was here, I know he would say the same thing. We're out of the Exiled crossover. Karen Gillan, writing the book as always. Richard Elson back on art. In this issue, it's the beginning of a new story arc involving Otherworld. Basically, Captain Britain and some of the deities from Otherworld come to Asgard seeking help because they've got problems. They've got these cities that are becoming like, it was actually kind of hard to understand. I couldn't understand. It's gods becoming cities, cities becoming problems. Cities are popping up in Otherworld where there are no cities and they're a threat and people are moving into them and that's bad. It's wacky Kieran Gillen at his wackiest. They send a delegate to Asgard saying, hey, can you help us out? Asgard says, no, we have a non-interference pact with you guys. We can't. And then the All-Mothers are like, hey, by the way, Loki, go help them because, you know, no one trusts you anyways. Loki and Leah go to help the folks on Otherworld. There's a fantastic, charming sequence where to get to Otherworld, they have to go to England. Loki goes to England. Kid Loki, he gets his I Love London shirt. He wants to meet the Queen. He's basically Kieran Gillen writing himself as a kid mischief god but then they get to other world there's a brutal battle loki just kind of observes the whole thing and by the end of the issue loki's just like okay i got a plan this will be cool again it's the beginning of another fun art there's so much fun going on here there's so much action colorful characters all this wackiness and karen gillen constantly introducing new ideas one last great recap page from john denning the assistant editor who has now exited we will miss you john he, he has moved on from marvel and he is on to bigger and better that's not true. There's nothing bigger and better. I think he's becoming a doctor, so that's not helpful at all to society. But then we get a great letters page from Karen Gillan as well, uh, in which he bears farewell to uh, John and gives him a hard time about the fact that he's leaving to go, you know, help sick people. But always, always good stuff in Journey into Mystery, and I really dug that. Also, we have Marvel's The Avengers Prelude, Black Widow Strikes number three, tying into Marvel's The Avengers, set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Written by Fred Van Lente, split art between Wellington Alves and Renato Arlem. This is a story of the Black Widow in between Iron Man 2 and Marvel's The Avengers, what she was up to. Gives you some insight into her psyche and uh, how she came to be who she is. Now, the Mighty Thor annual number one, written by J.M. How do you say it? DeMatteis? J.M. DeMatteis. DeMatteis. Yes, legendary writer. And art by Richard Elson. Mm-hmm. He is my hero this week. Who is? Richard Elson. Richard Elson was all over. He was in Journey into Mystery. Yeah. He was in Mighty Thor. He's pulling double duty. Good I, job. I felt bad because I was going to say how great the Journey into Mystery art was, but this was my favorite art of the week. Well, but he did he's, both. He's, so. he's, he's competing with himself, so yeah. I'm sure he's happy either way. So don't feel bad. Well, anyways, this is, again, the Mighty Thor annual number one, one shot. This thing's huge. It's like I read graphic novels mostly, so... 
This is a feels almost like one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's heavy. For those of you who can't see us right now, Blake is basically lifting the comic up and down to gauge its weight. Yeah. Yes. It's awesome. And so it's Thor, Donald Blake Thor. Mm-hmm. And the thing I got out of this was like, you start out the first page, you go in, it's like, ooh, Watu the Watcher's in there. And then Silver Surfer comes in, Galactus. There's a lot of internal struggle with Thor. Like, there's a lot of action, but he's still mentally going through a lot. Mm-hmm. And, again, the art on this was fantastic. I want to put it on my walls. You should, man. It's good. I, I mean, I it's, it's this big, huge cosmic story where Screer, do you know who Screer is? No. He's a character Jam Dematty has created in the 90s on Spider-Man. And then when he took over Silver Surfer, migrated him over to Silver Surfer told some of the stories that set up this one and then like over a decade later he's come back to him which i thought was kind of cool you've got oblivion who is also a jam dematius creation from an 80s series of iceman miniseries he did and so he's basically got them and this other character who was also introduced in that silver surfer run engaging in this big cosmic kind of game almost they're they're both trying to one-up each other thor's friend his mortal friend gets drawn into the action it turns out she's not a mortal person at all she's actually a pawn of Screer and so they just have this basically this big chess match they manipulate Silver Surfer they manipulate Thor Galactus steps in it's this huge battle you're pointing out some of these awesome pages of art where there's like they release a million different aspects of Thor so it's like a bunch of different looking Thors and a bunch of different looking Silver Surfers and every page is like it's like a huge event. And Screer's a great character. He's just this manipulative, very shady, very shifty guy. And even though I remembered all these characters and there was all this stuff going back to the 90s, I think you can speak to because you didn't know any of them. It's, it's a story you can step right into as a new reader. Too. Yeah, it's just a I mean, fun, big, cosmic story. I was not familiar with Donald Blake, and this book made me familiar enough. Anthony's giving You're smirking. You. Yeah, why are you smirking at Anthony? Donald Blake is integral to Thor. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's integral to Thor? Yeah. Oh, you're one of those fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have earned Blake's wrath. You're one of those. Yeah. No, but this is really good. That's cool, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm sorry, Anthony. I don't like it anymore. Cause yeah, I'm sorry, Anthony, tried Anthony. to take that away from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're still up. Oh, okay. So we have Ultimate Comics Spider-Man number 11. Written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by David Marquez. I gotta be honest, I was not familiar with this Spider-Man character either. Yeah. Anthony, are you? Is he no, integral no. in the? Not Anyways, no. so last issue of Ultimate Spider-Man, you know Miles Morales, he is under the tutelage of his uncle, and he's kind of wrestling with the fact that is is his uncle helping him out, or is he trying to, you know, use him for some kind of gain and in this issue you kind of realize what his uncle is all about mm-hmm. they go up against the scorpion yeah he's one of my favorite new villains yeah. he's tough as hell south american crime lord who's like missing an eye he's got all these great tattoos david marquez makes him look just badass david marquez kicks butt all over this issue another really pretty looking issue i mean the miles morales character is just amazing mm-hmm. he brings that like heart into yeah. the because Spider-Man's all, you know, Peter Parker's making all his money now. Peter Parker's making all this, where's he making money? Horizon. It was a different For, thing. It's a different thing? You don't yeah. want to get into it? No, I don't want to talk about it. Anthony? Yeah, no, I'm good. 
I think you're good. Blake has shamed you. Yeah, but very yeah. good issue of Ultimate Comics Iron Man. Very good looking issue of mm-hmm. Ultimate Comics Iron Man. And, and Bendis, of course, doing a great job right now as well. Our final Avengers X-Men tie-in of the week, Uncanny X-Men number 13, written by, once again, the great Karen Gillen, art by Billy Tan. We've got, well, the battle on the moon is taking place. We commiserate a bit with the X-Men who were left behind. In this case, Magneto, Psylocke, Storm. They are tending to a wounded Dr. Nemesis and kind of recapping the event so far from their perspective. And while this is going on, the remainder of Generation Hope shows up back on Utopia. They're looking to get answers about Hope and about the Phoenix from Unit, the creepy robot who Karen Gillan has brought into this book. And he gives them sort of a, can we trust him? We're not sure, but a history of the Phoenix and uh, stuff we didn't know before. So cool revelations revealed. And we also get a fight between Generation Hope and Danger as Danger is under Unit's control. A lot of manipulations going on here, a lot of backstory, a lot of cool stuff you don't need to know for Avengers X-Men, but if you read it, it really adds another dimension to it. Billy Tan's art looks great. Karen Gillan is on top of things as always. So if you're an ABX fan or if you're just an X-Men fan, or if you want to know more about the Phoenix, this is a great issue for you to jump in and pick up. And now we have Winter Soldier number six. I like this issue a lot. Yes. I'm going to say it um, right now. I don't care what Anthony thinks. Likes for the thing. What was that? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> we, written by Ed Brubaker, art by Michael Lark. Yeah, this was fantastic. Again, I'll be totally honest, and Anthony's gonna hate me, but I was not reading much Winter Soldier. That's true, because you just and, you just got here. Yeah. So this was the first issue I read, and I am very smitten by this. I'm gonna mm-hmm. read every issue from now on. Yeah. It's basically the backstory on. What's his name? Leo. Leo, who's another sleeper agent along the lines of Winter Soldier. He's a guy Winter Soldier trained, and then he was put into the cold freeze just like Winter Soldier, and he emerged at some point in the recent past, and we kind of get his backstory. Where's Mm -hmm. he been? What's he been up to? And then he jumps into the present, and this is one bad mother. He is not a guy you want to mess with, and he interjects himself into Bucky's life, and Bucky, of course... Fighting this guy is very hard for him. He's got a lot of guilt. Yeah, I'll let you take it from there. Just the backstory panels are mm-hmm. just fantastic. Michael Art does a good job of doing a different art style with the past, the present. The past is very trippy. The colors by Betty Brightweiser are great as always. Just very moody, very dark. And I'm really excited to see... This is basically the prologue to the next Winter Soldier story, which is called Broken Arrow. And which is going to be very interesting as we're going to have Bucky basically facing, in the first arc, he kind of faced dark versions of himself, but they weren't quite his level. This Leo guy is definitely on his level. It's basically his dark mirror, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them face off. I really like this book. This was so good, I went on Twitter and I said, thank you, Brubaker. What did he say? Thank you, at Brubaker. What did he say? He didn't respond. That's all right, though. Because he didn't have to respond. He He's probably to. making more of these awesome Winter Soldier Yeah, comics. we'd rather he does that. All right, yeah. rounding things out this week, we got X-Factor number 237, written by Peter David, art by Neil Edwards, who did the Amazing Spider-Man movie, so he's doing double duty this week. This issue is a road trip. It's a road trip with Polaris, Banshee, and Wolfsbane. We get the classic Peter David humor, but also they're dealing with some pretty serious stuff, as Wolfsbane has just been inconsolable. She... Lost her baby a few months ago, or basically abandoned her baby because it turned out to be a monster werewolf. And she's, you know, a devout Catholic. She feels terrible. They bring her to John Maddox, who is the Jamie Madrox dupe, who is now a preacher. 
and he has a chat with her and finds out that just getting rid of the baby is not all that's on her mind. This goes back to the X-Force series that she was involved in and some really heavy-duty stuff, so you get some serious scenes there. At the same time, you also get some fun stuff with Polaris and with Banshee, particularly with Polaris, and this, it draws back to stuff from way, way back from the 90s, from Peter David X-Factor, character stuff shared between Polaris and Wolfsbane. It's a lot of fun. It's also a very heartfelt issue, and... You know, X-Factor is a great book, month in and month out. I, don't, I feel like we don't talk about it enough. It's one of those books we almost take for granted because it's so consistently good. So I want to do a little shout-out and say uh, definitely check out X-Factor. They did get pretty deep pretty very quick. Very deep. Yeah, very like deep, very said. quick. It's like road trip, darkness. Yeah, that's was, a good way of summing yeah. it up right there. All right, check it out. We're going to give our Twim of the Week, and then we are going to go to Ryan and Stromy, who have their own take on this week's comics but Blake Garris what was your uh what was your twin of the week? Mm, I obviously have to go with Winter Soldier it's obvious it huh was, it was it was a really good book. yeah it was a really good book you know Winter Soldier was right up there for me I would say it, it could possibly be my twin of the week but maybe edging out just a little bit just a smidge I really liked Avengers vs. X-Men number five yeah, as well yeah so I'm gonna say those are my top two with AVX barely taking the lead the ever opinionated Anthony Chanza do you have a horse in this race, sir? Uh, I'm going to go with AVX5. AVX number five, just, just agreeing with me. No, I just read no, it. I the twist at the yeah. end is fantastic. All right. So you weren't paying attention to the podcast? Not at all. That's fine. It's not. He's catching up, man. You guys got to put your stuff aside, all right? We got to make it through this episode. We have just gotten through the first section. I bet Kristen was paying attention to the podcast. Kristen Maldonado, who was also reading comics during the podcast, which is fine. She can uh, multitask. What was your favorite or what are you most excited to check out? I'm most excited to check out the Amazing Spider-Man movie. Oh, cool. One, because I'm really into comic books that are based on like movies and TV shows. So I think that one's going to be good. Very nice. All right, well, you heard our take. Now we're going to cut over to Ryan and Stromy for their take on this week's comics. Ryan Stromy, over to you. Hey, well, this is weird. Is this how you do it, Mark? Yes, yeah, this, this, is, this is how I do it. Yeah, so I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, Executive Editorial Director for Marvel Digital Media Group, joined by... Mark Strom, a.k.a. Stromy, a Marvel.com assistant editor out here in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles. Yeah. Also, I add that bit every Yeah, time. yeah, sunny Los Angeles. Yeah. So I'm out in L.A. this week to check out a whole bunch of stuff. It's E3 week, so I come out here. This is the third year in a row I've come out for E3. So I check out all the video games. I go to all the parties and the press conferences and see all the extravagant, insanely expensive booths that are put out there. I see a lot of friends, play a lot of video games, uh, and I also come to Marvel Studios. Today, Mark and I spent a bunch of time checking out all kinds of secret, secret stuff we can't talk about yet, but it was really cool. I also went and visited our Marvel Animation Studio, which is in a separate part of Los Angeles. We're growing like a thing that grows, maybe like a large baby, like a fat baby. That's growing at a rapid rate. You're looking at me with these eyes, Mark. Well, no, I just fat baby. We're we're fat babies. Yeah. Right now we are a fat baby as a whole. We're a fat baby. Yeah. I, I prefer to think of ourselves as like a baby rhinoceros that starts out very tiny, and you're like, oh, cute little rhinoceros. I'm a pet yo horn. Only it doesn't have a horn yet because it's right, a right. very baby. And that grows into this big thing. And you're like, oh no, that's a big rhinoceros. And then you're like. It's like big and strong and mighty like Conan. Is Conan the name of the rhinoceros? Sure. All right. I'll buy that. Okay, cool. Very good. So 
We're gonna ramble a bunch. We're gonna pop up in the podcast a couple times. Ben told me that it's an extra long podcast because I wasn't there to crack the whip. So that's fine and dandy. But first, you guys just heard about all the comics available this week. And I wanted to chime in because I read all the comics before I head out to LA. A couple of points. Amazing Spider-Man movie number one is written by our friend Tom Cohen, who is a vice president and producer out here at Marvel Studios. He's one of the nicest guys at Marvel, hands down. He works on all our licensed films, so Mm -hmm. he works really closely with Sony and Fox on Spider-Man or Ghost Rider or X-Men. So... I, I was very psyched to see that Tom had written these comics, so it was very cool. It's good stories. You know, if you're going to see Amazing Spider-Man in theaters July 3rd, then you should totally read these. It's, you know, in a similar vein to our Marvel's The Avengers prelude, it's a good way to get a little bit more that's tied directly into the film, and uh, yeah, it's, it's super fun. I'm very happy for Tom. He's actually signing some comics today, right? Yeah, actually, uh, right now he should be signing them. Oh, very nice, very nice. What else we got this week? Avengers vs. X-Men number five. Big, awesome, that's, crazy. That's a thing. Something yeah. better than that, right? Yeah, big, awesome, crazy is all I'm, I gotta say. I'm actually super psyched for um, the upcoming issue, which I have already flipped through, but I think there's a really... If you've read Avengers vs. X-Men 5 already, you know that there is a big thing at the end that happens, and if you haven't read it, read it, because there's a big thing at the end that happens. And sets up the story to go in a very different trajectory than I think many fans were expecting it to in a very, very pleasant way. Yeah, and I'm really excited to see just everything that is coming up in the second and third acts of the series. Agreed. That was nice and vague. Very good, Mark. Yep. What's uh, What else? Dark Avengers 175 is the start of... It was Thunderbolts previously, now it's Dark Avengers, but you know when you read the issue, you can see that the great stuff that Jeff Parker and crew were working on, Declan Shelby and everybody, it's still continuing. It's a lot of fun. It's a good issue. You know, Luke Cage, a lot of twists and turns, and I dug it a lot, but I really like that book and that series. Defenders number seven came out this week. Matt Fraction and Terry Dodson, and it had Black Cat, and it was maybe, I don't know, every issue of Defenders seems to be my favorite. It just keeps getting better and better. It's a really good book. Super weird, and I think exactly what Fraction just goes crazy with, and he just just goes off on his own weird places in the Marvel Universe, and it's fantastic. So that was a really, really cool issue. Fury Max, number three. I'm sure the boys didn't talk about that because, I don't know, they neglect things that are awesome sometimes. No, I, I honestly don't know if they talked about it, but it's it's really great. I love Garth Ennis, and it's terrific. Gorlin Parlov yeah. on the art. It's so good. Not for kids. No. Strami, I don't even think you can read it. You're not allowed. Nah, I'm, I am allowed to look at the pretty covers, though, and I'd say that <laughs> it is worth the price of admission for that cover alone. Yes. Hulk number 53. I read this on the flight to L.A. on Sunday, last Sunday, and... We've talked about Dale Eaglesham on the podcast before. He was, it was like the best of this issue. He did some crazy things with page borders as well as panel layouts and panel borders. It's really meticulous work on this issue. I mean, he's, you know, done great work, did great work on Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight shows up in this issue, but it was really terrific. I was super psyched about this one. Yeah, it's 
very good book. I totally hope you guys check that out. Bunch of other books. Journey into Mystery. I want to make sure I talk about it because I can't you, help you it. Like, you like that book or something, right? Oh my goodness. It's so good. Oh. Well, you, you think it's okay? Something like that? I think it, you know, it's alright. This Kieran, Kieran Gillen guy, I mean, he may be a little, little loopy. A little British. A little extra British. But he does all right. I was looking for the PDF on my iPad because that's how I read some of the books I didn't get to take with me. But, you know, I chose the recap page as our panel of the day for today on Tumblr because it's terrific. And there's so many possible panels to pick from in this issue, Karen Gillan and Rich Elson. There's so many great bits in this book. Especially if you're a Loki fan, and who isn't a Loki fan, particularly Kid Loki. Who's Loki? I'm going to punch you. I'm going to punch you right now. They're doing this whole thing with these Celtic gods and Otherworld, I think. Yeah. And there's this one scene, I don't know if you saw the issue, there's this one scene where Loki and uh, Leia are being picked up in the airport, and so they've got this god <laughs> holding a sign that says Loki. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Do you laugh a lot on your sections? No, I mean, I, maybe I laugh in my preamble to Blake Garris that unfortunately you lovely listeners do not hear, but I give our uh, associate producer Blake Garris a lovely little uh, introduction to hopefully brighten up his day and bring a chuckle onto his wonderful face. Yes. So that is Strami's laugh, and it is legit. We were walking down Figueroa, walking out of E3 yeah. yesterday, Oh, I don't remember what we were laughing at. It was you, Frank Thierry, and I walking down the street, yeah. and you just started, we we set you off somehow, and you yeah. started laughing like crazy, and people were staring at it. Frank Thierry didn't know if it was me or like some bird call, if like some <laughs> bird was about to attack him, yep. and it was just like warning him. You are like a bird. Bunch more issues this week. I'm not going to touch on all of them because you've heard a lot from Blake and Ben, but Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, number 11, another incredibly, wonderfully, beautifully drawn issue by David Marquez. Great stuff by Bendis. Yeah. I really like how they title all the stuff together and with the Scorpion and, and everything, but man, that's a gorgeous book. I don't even understand. Yeah. It's like you, you don't think it can get any more gorgeous than no. Sarah Pichelli and then right? bring David Marquez on, and it's just like the two of them work so... The heavens the, came down and just gifted us with yeah. these amazing artists. Their two styles complement each other so well. So well. Great AVX tie-in on Uncanny X-Men. Unit is just such a great character. If you are reading Uncanny X-Men because of AVX and you want to know more about the unit character, definitely check out the Sword limited series by Kieran Gillen. It was so good. Oh is God. Kieran Gillen and Steven Sanders. Steven and Sanders and some Jamie McKelvey. Yeah, Jamie McKelvey did a short uh, Lockheed story in there. Mm -hmm. um, and it stars Agent Abigail Brand, probably one of my favorite series that we've done in the yeah. past five years or so. Legit. And involves a heavily inebriated Lockheed and yeah. it's incredible. It's wonderful. Great X Factor issue and Winter Soldier, Michael Lark, so good. Edward Baker, just great book. So that's I just wanted to chime in a little bit because I'm a jerk. And uh, also I think I'm trying to think of what my twim of the week is. Probably Journey into Mystery. Uh, I would have gone with that, AVX or Mirror maybe Defenders, Hulk is up there. Uh, this was a, a good week, a solid week. I had a lot of books that I really dug. 
So I'm sure my picks are whatever they are and better than Ben's. And Blake will probably have said something contrarian against what Ben said. But he would have said it in a nice, gentle southern accent, so... Hey, y'all. <laughs> All right, so we're going to kick it back to Ben and Blake. All right, thanks, guys. We appreciate that. We are going to be cutting back to Ryan and Strani periodically throughout the show. they got a lot to say and, you know, fun way to say it. It's true. They just like to express themselves. It's Listen, true. also, collections on sale this week in print. Thanks to our buddy Max Beckman, as always, for getting us the list. We've got Avengers West Coast, Along Came a Spider-Woman which is 90s Avengers West Coast action, introducing the second Spider-Woman onto the team. So kind of rare stuff, so that's interesting to check out. Civil War prose novel, it's finally out, written by Stuart Moore. Uh, whole new look at Civil War, that's out in hardcover. Deadpool Institutionalized, out in trade. Moon Knight by Bendis and Malieve, Volume 1, also out in trade. Spider-Man Big Time Ultimate Collection, out in trade. And Uncanny X-Men by Kieran Gillen, Volume 2, hardcover. Like, what are you most excited about, man? Civil War every day. Civil War every day? Yeah. Every day? Every, every Civil War thing ever. Twice on Sunday? Yes. Yeah? Love All right. You. Kristen? I think I'm excited for Avengers West Coast along with Spider-Woman. Yeah. It looks interesting. Yeah, because you weren't born when that came out, no, probably. So, well, maybe I was just born. I'm pretty sure you were born. That was a joke. Do not. <laughs> don't. So old. Yeah. So just aging. Anthony A.C. Chanza. Spider-Man Big Time. Ultimate Collection is what, the first three trades of Big Time? I think so. I think so. You know what? I'm going to agree with Anthony Chanza. Even though I want to give a shout-out to Uncanny X-Men by Karen Gillan, Volume 2. Blake is shaking his head. Even though I want to give a shout-out to Uncanny X-Men by Karen Gillan, Volume 2, because that is absolutely awesome stuff, and all the other choices are great as well. I love Dan Slott's Spider-Man, and this is a big honking collection where you can get a whole bunch of issues. So, right on, Chanza. You know what you're talking about. Once again, we are going to jump over to the West Coast. This is a bi-coastal issue of This Week in Marvel, issue edition. And uh, Ryan Strom, you're going to let us know what they think about the collections this week. Hey guys, we're back again. It's Agent M and Stromy just chiming in on collections this week. I think my twim of the week for collections would be Spider-Man Big Time Ultimate Collection, although Uncanny X-Men by Kieran Gillen is super close. I, I'm going to go with uh, Uncanny X-Men by Kieran. Really? Just because I love Kieran's Uncanny X-Men. No, I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with your choice. No. By picking that, I'm curious why you didn't pick Avengers West Coast Along Came a Spider-Woman, which you specifically pointed out to me this morning when we both walked into the office at the same time, and it was sitting on a shelf, and you're like, look at this, look at this, look at this. Yeah, I mean, I have a very soft spot in my heart for the West Coast Avengers, and the Along Came a Spider-Woman has some great, you know, Ultron weird goodness from the 90s but i mean you know i mean come on it's really like the nostalgic kid in me versus the me now who enjoys reading comics and me now went out in the little slugfest mostly because me now is bigger and i'm an adult and nostalgic little kid in me is like a little five-year-old so me now just like wailed on that five-year-old me's behind and we don't advocate child abuse even <laughs> if it's your own self as a child that's weird <laughs> we're taking this in a very strange dark place i think i'm going to kick it back to ben and blake thank you guys for that okay so also available this week in digital form we've got everything we just talked about every single issue we mentioned is available on the marvel comics app 
I want to give a shout out to at Ryan Wolf Putney, who let us know about free digital comics available on the Marvel app. So check out the Marvel Comics app this week to uh, sample some stuff for free and get a taste of the Marvel Comics app and just some of the stuff you can get. Also released on the Marvel Comics app this week, Dark Wolverine number 90, Secret Invasion War of Kings number 1, Son of Hulk issues 13 through 17, Wolverine Noir in its entirety, all four issues, current series of X-Men number 12 through 15, as well as X-Men Giant Size number 1, tying into the first and last storyline, and all four issues of X-Men Kingbreaker, a limited series that came out back in 2008. Blake, you want to share the digital collections released on the app this week? Yes. So, the digital collections are Dark Reign, Sinister Spider-Man, Emma, Marvel Universe vs. Wolverine, Marvel Zombies number 3, Marvel's Eye of the Camera, and Uncanny X-Men Rise and Fall of the Shi'ar Empire. A lot of good stuff in there. Dark Rain Sinister Spider-Man is a very underrated, fun book, so I'm going to recommend that to everybody. Blake, you going with Emma? Uh, yeah, that's they, tough. You love Jane Austen. I do. What's Eye of the Camera? Marvel's Eye of the Camera? That's the sequel to Marvel's. Released a few years back. Fully painted. Very cool stuff by Kurt Busiek. I just got to go with Marvel Zombies, though. Cause okay, Marvel Zombies 3? Great. All yeah. right. Over the intern section, which one of you is going to go first? Who can jump in first? I would say... Ooh, Kristen, <laughs> taking yes. the initiative. <laughs> I'm going to agree with Blake, Marvel Zombies 3. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the one that came out already, and um, and it looked really interesting. So cool. Very I'm excited cool. to see what they're doing. Chanza? I'm going to have to agree with you, Ben. Yep. Crane, Sinister Spider-Man. I had a feeling you would. Venom eating people yep. all the time and chasing after J.J. Uh, Anthony Chanza has really won me over on this podcast. I think he's really demonstrating professionalism and just, you know, really having a great show. I need Brian back to bring him. Hmm? Bring Anthony down. Keep in mind, Anthony has a long way to come back from after the absolutely oh, yeah. horrid segment from a couple weeks ago. Worst just, intern ever. Yeah, we almost canceled the show. Yeah. It was that bad. But hey, we're getting off track. Marvel Comics app is not the only way you can get comics digitally. You can also visit marvel.com and go to Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Blake, why don't you uh, let the people know what was added to Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited this week? We have Amazing Spider-Man... Number 106, 112, and 112 through 115 from 1963. Also from 1963, we have Avengers 101 to 105. Now, I want to make clear, those issues aren't from 1963. Those are the volumes Volume, that began in 1963. Yeah, you, all right. Then we have X-Men. This is awesome. 100 to 104. And then we have Thor 169 and 184 to 187. And Incredible Hulk, 122 to 126. So we got a lot of older stuff this yes. week on Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. So if you're look, looking to learn, be a good time to check it out. Blake, you got stuff for us? Yes. Some gear and toys and whatnot that's available and some news? Very excited because Reebok came out with a ton of sneakers. Yeah. We have sneakers based on Deadpool, Red Skull, Captain America, Wolverine, Sabretooth, Black Widow, White Queen, Spider-Man, Venom. They're all really cool. Yeah, we, uh, we tons got tons of Spider-Man shoes. Yeah, we got articles up on the site about all those shoes. I know you're really excited about those Sabretooth boots. When we go hiking together, oh yeah, I'll wear them. Yep, I'm really excited for that. And the Velcro on the Spider-Man shoes? Mhm. 
for a guy who can't tie his shoes yeah. like, like yourself, that's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I got to get somebody on the subway to tie my shoes for me, and this yeah. cuts that out. Very awkward. Anthony, you worked on those articles. What, what was your favorite pair? Uh, definitely the cap pair. Cap? Yeah. You'd wear those? Yes, I would. All right. Luckily, you're not getting any. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so we also have released another Diamond Select poll for the 50th anniversary where you get to decide two of your favorite characters for each poll. Hopefully you've been doing that. But this new poll, you get to pick between Vengeance, Baron Strucker, Onslaught, Apocalypse, Baron Zemo, Abomination, Mojo, and Wrecker. And you get to pick your favorite character to become a Minimate. A Minimate. A Minimate. Minimate. Yes. A mini version of a mate. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, I believe I voted for Apocalypse and Baron Zemo. Did you vote for I did. I did. Apocalypse and Baron Zemo. Those are my picks. I love Baron Zemo. I'm going to have to look again in the email you sent me because I don't think you picked Baron Zemo. I absolutely picked Baron Zemo. I would never bet against Baron Zemo. I agree with Baron Zemo, but Abomination is my other choice. I know you feel very strongly about Abomination. Yeah. Okay, we are going to jump once again over to Hollywood with Hollywood Mark Strom and uh, Glitz and Glamour Ryan Panagos to uh, talk about what's new in games, movies, and TV this week. Welcome back, This Week in Marvel listeners. This is Stromy and Agent M. Once more, we keep on cropping up like a bad case of the flu that you cannot shake and keeps your chest heavily congested so that even when you try and exercise three weeks later, it is still too hard because your body needs to work extra hard just to get oxygen into your lungs. And we are here today to bring you news on what is on TV this week. (laughs) All right, Stromy, you take over this one. Go. All right, so first up, we, of course, have Marvel Universe this Sunday. We have some more encore presentations of episodes. We have new episodes coming very soon, fear not. I don't know if we've said just yet when those new episodes are coming, but very soon. So if you tune in this Sunday on Disney XD, beginning at 11 Eastern, 10 Central, you can catch the Ultimate Spider-Man episode entitled Flight of the Iron Spider, which is the episode in which Spider-Man gained his Iron Spider suit from Iron Man. Fans may remember the Iron Spider suit that Spidey wore in Civil War and leading right up to Civil War, and it's lifted directly from there. It's a great episode in which you get to see, just say, you know, most of the time we think of Spider-Man as a very responsible individual, but give him a very shiny new toy and maybe the less responsible you know, little child in him comes out and he can't resist playing with it and wreaking some mayhem. <laughs> yes. Uh, then after that, at 11.30, 10.30 Central, we have the X of Vengeance episode of Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which was the third episode from season two and features the Avengers teaming up with a very unlikely ally in Baron Zemo. Bum, bum, bum. Who is running for his life from the Enchantress, who is not super happy. She is not pleased at all. She is, not she is awesome when she's angry. Oh, she God. She's very, very angry and very awesome. And I love that she just takes the Executioner and just said, you know, like, go punch that, kill yeah. that, destroy that thing. Go do that. Yeah. Um, like, okay. <laughs> If you remember from the end of season one, Zemo betrayed the Enchantress at a very inopportune moment for her. So now she's looking to pay him back a little bit. 
Pablam. Pablam. We also have next week, which I am talking about now because our podcast comes on Thursday. We have a new episode of Iron Man Armored Adventures, and Armored Adventures airs on Wednesdays, so I always talk about next week's episode on This Week in Marvel. So next Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central, on Nicktoons, new episode of Iron Man Armored Adventures entitled Doomsday, which is the return of Doctor Doom to the series, and essentially is Tony teaming up with the Mandarin, who, if you follow the series L and know it all, they are not exactly... They're not what you would call tight. It is a very strong threat that would have to join them together, and that threat comes in the form of Doctor Doom. And, yeah, I'll leave you with that. Well, also, just want to make sure that you guys know that in Marvel Avengers Alliance on Facebook, the Special Ops mission in order to get Mockingbird has been sort of changed, upgraded, modified a bit. They listened to fans and the response from fans of it was too hard because everybody is too weak and not hardcore enough for it including myself i found it very difficult and i just i couldn't complete it in the time i was also super duper busy and just didn't have the chance to keep playing but uh, i welcome the opportunity to possibly finish it and get mockingbird we have an extra week to get through the missions and get five stars on them They've sent out an email. If you get emails from Marvel Avengers Alliance, you get 50 ISO 8. 50 ISO 8. And uh, hopefully that will help you complete it because uh, she's cool. She sort of seems a little underwhelming at first, but her thing is she mimics or mocks the powers of whomever she's battling. Or I, I should say, she doesn't mock the powers. She takes what would be the correct skill set to battle them. So if you're battling someone who is a blaster, blaster, you would get, I think it's an infiltrator? Yes. That, I think infiltrators are... Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're a scrapper, you would she would become a bruiser. Yeah. And, you know, you get advantages that go with that power. So it's really cool, especially I think it'll be good for PvP. Plus, Mockingbird is just an excellent, amazing character. And if you want to learn more about her, you should check her out in Avengers West Coast Along Came a Spider-Woman out this week. Look at you. Hey! Look at you. I just love my Mockingbird. All right, so uh, we're going to kick it back to Ben and Blake. All right, thanks, guys. Try not to let the stars go to your head out there, Ryan. You're going to come back with, you know, blonde highlights and Botox and whatnot. Who knows, man? Listen, uh, the new stuff we got released in comics this week. We announced that we are doing Spider-Man digital coupons. What that means is to celebrate the release of Spider-Man number one, if you buy a select group of Spider-Man comics on the Marvel Comics app or the Marvel Digital Comics shop, you will get a coupon for your local retailer where you can go and pick up $5 worth of stuff in print. So that's very cool. You're getting rewarded for picking up digital stuff, and all that information is on Marvel.com. The Dark Avengers, which we covered earlier in the comic section, we spoke to Jeff Parker and Declan Shalvey about every member of the team, kind of breaking them down, what they think about them. We took a first look at X-Men Legacy number 269 and Avengers vs. X-Men tie-in featuring Rogue against Miss Marvel. Truly a grudge match if ever there was one. We had a Q&A with Greg Pak talking about the upcoming Extreme X-Men series as well as Doctor Strange Season 1. 
Our psych ward this week was the new Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. I'm sure we'll hear from Ungaje later in the show, but he worked hard on that. And we had a new episode of Marvel Super Heroes What The, featuring Howard the Duck talking about the 25th anniversary of his movie, how he was pissed, there was no Blu-ray, and he uh, he took things to the top. He went straight to Joe Quesada, and uh, Joe Quesada and Tom Brevoort, both, Tom Brevoort. Both, both guest star. I know Blake was praising Tom last week, and Tom was very uncomfortable because he doesn't know who Blake is and gets weirded out when he talks to him. It's true. So that was fun. One last time, we are going to fly cross-country virtually and let up. Thank you for that sound effect. And have Ryan and Strami take us home with uh, the latest news out of California. All right, guys, we're back. Agent M and Strami, one final time on this episode of This Week in Marvel, and uh, we're going to talk about news. And this is a lot of what we're going to talk about now is E3 and mm, we'll tease games. some secret stuff because we've seen so much secret of it. stuff. So much secret stuff. We're actually recording this on Wednesday night. We have another day of meetings and appointments at E3 tomorrow, so Strami and I are going to see even more stuff. If I look at my calendar, which I don't have it in front of me, it'll probably tell me stuff about what we're going to see. But uh, I don't know that there's probably nothing we can talk about. Anyway, yeah. uh, we did get to see, I got to see Avengers Battle for Earth and play it a lot more than I had before, which is really cool. It has, you know, if you guys aren't aware, Avengers Battle for Earth is a game coming to Wii U and Xbox 360 with Connect later this year fall time frame it's basically like a, a an awesome fighting game yeah that but it's it's all motion like i, I want to say motion capture but that is not no. the term it's motion activated yeah motion activated for anyone who's not familiar with something like the connect it's really your movements are what determine the movements of the characters on screen yeah. so you take certain poses like for hulk which was one of the guys i played as you would put your arms out and then hulk would put his arms out like he's roaring yeah. and then you can thrust your arms down real fast and it's like he smashes down or you sort of hunch over and it looks like hulk is rearing up to do this this crazy move and it's it's really cool yeah. i love the way they did it it's it's super fun who do we play with? We play with Wolverine, Thor, Thor, Hulk, Magneto. Yeah. S- did we play Storm? I think Storm was maybe, maybe, maybe we played with Storm. Storm's in the game. Yeah. But I, I don't think we played with Storm. Yeah, and in in the art that Lenil drew. Yep. You could see Spider-Man on there. You could see Hawkeye on there. You could see Doctor Strange on there. Very cool. Yeah. It will have the core, you know, six Avengers that you saw, you know, in the Marvel's The Avengers movie. Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Captain America, Hawkeye, and Black Widow, uh, along with 14 other characters. Uh, There will be 20 playable characters in total. It's pretty good. Yeah. And as Ryan mentioned, uh, Lanille Francis Yu drew the cover art for the box. And it is also, the game itself is inspired by the Secret Invasion storyline. Yeah. From, God, four years ago now? It's 2008? Yeah, wow. Wow. From, from a few years ago. Goodness gracious. But yes, it is a great time. I had a chance to play it last week. Uh, we had a build of it in the office, and myself and my intern and some co-workers got a chance to 
give it a try and we all enjoyed it heavily and it actually gives you a pretty good workout if you really get into it i was yeah. uh, i worked up a sweat by the end of it that's good if you guys want to check out screenshots information and the trailer go to marvel.com and that link will be in the marvel.com news story if so you you know if you're getting this straight from there you'll be able to, to check all that stuff out we got to see Amazing Spider-Man, you know, on the show floor, yep. which was cool. Strami, I've seen a ton of it. I've seen a bunch of it, but it was just fun to put my hands on what is essentially the final build because the game comes out in three weeks, yep. which is nuts. It just sort of crept up and like, whoa, hey, that game's coming. But open world, Spider-Man, super fun. The web swing and the web rush mechanics are cool. So it's like you can, there's this web rush thing where you zoom around real quickly with the webs. It, it's cool to see what Beanox has done. They've, there's a lot different from Shattered Dimensions yeah. and the, the previous game. So I, I dug it, and I think fans were digging it too. We, uh, what we played was we played against the Rhino. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun. This week, we what did we announce, Strami? For Amazing Spider-Man, yeah, we, we showed, we showed a new trailer and some new screenshots, and we announced that Scorpion uh, is the latest classic Spidey villain to receive a redesign exclusively for this video game. Uh, you can go to marvel.com and learn more about the Scorpion. We have a bio of him from inside the game, so it's his backstory in the world of the game. Which As, is also the world of the film. Yes. Which is which very is, important to point out that yes. this is connected to that continuity. That yes, and this, this game is set after the events of the Amazing Spider-Man movie. Yes. We showed off you know, some new screenshots. You saw a little bit of, a minute of the Scorpion in action in the new trailer. We had a character render of him, so you can get a really nice, good look at him. He looks very, very menacing. Yeah. His tail is ridiculous and terrifying. And I don't know, I'm just super creeped out by scorpions in general. Like, What if there was a scorpion-squirrel hybrid creature? I mean, I'm not. I, that I, I. Why, why, why do you want to haunt my nightmares like that? Just imagine it like scurrying really fast, and when it gets up close, you realize that it's both armored and furry, and its bushy tail has a stinger on it, and it's got little, you know, like little claws on it. Imagine that. There's absolutely nothing fine about what you said. <laughs> It's horrible. Uh, <laughs> I'm frightened myself. <laughs> Moving on from yes, yes. Ryan being a terrible individual. Anyway, yes, go to marvel.com, check out the new trailer. It's really awesome. I think you will like the Scorpion reveal. And uh, I think we still have a couple... I, th I think we still have some classic Spidey villains that we have yet to announce that will be coming in the next few weeks that will be in the game. Very cool. So, yep. Yeah, so stay tuned to that. We spent a bunch of time with Zen Studios folks, Mel and Neil, who work on our Marvel Pinball games. We announced that Marvel Pinball will be going 3D and coming to the Nintendo 3DS. So that will be available... I don't think we gave a date for it, but sometime in the near future, you will be able to get Marvel Pinball 3D on the Nintendo eShop. It comes with four tables, the Blade table, the Captain America table, the Iron Man table, and the Fantastic Four table. 
I had a chance to get my hands on it, and the 3D on it actually works really well. It's a lot more organic and a lot less disorienting than some other 3D games I've seen on the 3DS. I think part of it might be because you're just used to that perspective anyway. Mm -hmm. From like playing pinball and actual machine, you are used to seeing that depth of field. Right. But yeah, it actually I, looks really great. Yeah, and like any game on the 3DS, you can turn the 3D off. Yes, absolutely. So I turned it off just because it was hurting my eyes after playing it for a little while. It was very cool when you see it and use it, but it doesn't work for everyone yeah. uh, on the long term. But that's the great thing about the 3DS. You can turn it off if it doesn't yep. do it for you. So that will be coming soon. And uh, we also, while we are talking with them and they are showing us that, we got a chance to play some of Marvel Pinball Avengers Chronicles, which yep. is our newest pack of tables to be coming out again in the near future. Yep. So that was great. Played the Infinity Gauntlet table. Oh, my God. The Infinity Gauntlet table is so good. It is. It's quite incredible. We talk about Infinity Gauntlet on the podcast every so often, probably a lot more than I think, and it's totally faithful to, it's crazy that a pinball table is totally faithful to the comic book, but it really is, it's great. And Mel from Zen, when we're talking with him, he is talking about how the Infinity Gauntlet table is really the biggest table they've done in, in order of meshing the idea of a pinball table as a video game. Yeah. There are some really, really awesome things that happen in this table, including yep. each gem becomes a ball and sort of the table reflects some of the qualities of that gem. So, yep. for instance, with the reality gem, when that becomes the ball and you unlock that, the table literally flips upside down. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. wild to watch, but it's actually... It's not off-putting, and no. it's, it's easy to pick up. You know, the first couple seconds yeah. are disorienting, and you're like, oh, God, yeah. you like freak out. Once you start playing it, you're like, this is so awesome. And there are other gems, you know, the, the time gem does something funky with time. There's another gem that causes some obstacles to be placed in the middle of the table that sort of obstruct the ball and yeah. change the way in which you have to play the table stuff that you could not possibly do on a real life pinball table yeah. but it still is very true it, it never doesn't feel like a pinball table yeah i think it's incredible very cool and we also recorded a podcast with mel from zen studios and chris baker from marvel games to talk about all kinds of pinball stuff and that'll be coming up you know in the next couple months or a couple weeks but one thing i will say now is I did talk to them about possibly getting an executioner song, Marvel <laughs> Pinball Table put together for the 20th anniversary. So if that happens, then you know that Agent M is to thank for that. And if it doesn't happen, you can blame Chris Baker and Strami and Mel from Zen Studios. I'm a huge proponent of the table. Why would you blame me? Because you're not me. Okay. Fair enough, right? Yeah. What else? I think that covers most of the game stuff that we can talk about. Yep. Uh, we had a great meeting yesterday with some folks who are making a, a future game for us, and I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah. We had talked to the game folks who were meeting with so many people, and they had some very awesome news about upcoming things, and, you know, 
I'm very optimistic about what the future of Marvel games is, and I think you know we definitely have hit some roadblocks previously. Uh, I like the Captain America game. I thought that was mm-hmm. Captain America Super Soldier was a lot of fun. The Thor game, nor the first two Iron Man games, you know, Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, they were not what they should have been. Hopefully, we'll change things up, and I think, you know, our, our games guys are very, they're huge gamers, they've been in the industry for a very long time, and they're also huge Marvel fans, so they're doing good work, and I'm psyched for it. I had a good conversation with someone about Marvel Heroes today, which is our MMO, so that's another thing to look forward to. So much stuff. Yeah. So much stuff. Actually, after we record this podcast, Strami and I are going to head to Hollywood to go to an Ubisoft party. Ubisoft is making our Avengers game. So Hollywood. Sing it, Strami. Some close off of Hollywood. That one goes out to you, Blake. Yeah. So what else we got, Strami? Iron, Iron Man, Man 3. Yeah. Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 has started production, which is crazy to think about because it feels like we just got out of Avengers. We just, we, we, we did. <laughs> We're still talking about Avengers. We're still talking about Avengers. And Iron Man 3 has begun production in, I always miss, mess this up, South Carolina or North Carolina? North Carolina. North Carolina. I blame this again on Blake Garris because Blake Garris is from South Carolina and that put South Carolina in my head. Fair enough. But Iron Man 3 is star production. We got our first official photo from the set, which was a really incredible shot of Tony standing in front of the Hall of Armor, which has all seven armors from Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, and Marvel's The Avengers lined up all next to each other. And it's really amazing to see how much we've done, you know, how much we've already done, and knowing how much... We have, you know, all the awesome stuff we have coming up. It's it's just amazing to look back for a moment before we move forward and yeah. to see all of that history just in one photo is really striking. But that is uh, in production right now, and of course we'll be in theaters May 3rd of next year, which is easy to remember because it's Iron Man 3, and it comes on May 3rd in 2013. Hey, That's pretty good. Hey, yeah. Hey, There's a lot of threes whenever I have to write that out yeah. in a news story. Yes. Um, we, we also got to see some cool Iron Man 3 stuff today that we can't yeah. really talk about, but we saw some cool stuff. And uh, I'm sure Strami and I will go to the set at some point, and hopefully mm-hmm. we'll record some podcasts mm-hmm. and do some stuff when we're down there. But um, I'm looking forward to it. It looks totally fun. We're still amassing our blackmail in order to get us onto the set of... Iron Man 3 in China. Yeah. That, that would be the best. <laughs> I, would, I would love to go there. Man. Yeah. So cool. Does that cover it? Is that everything? Pretty much covers everything. I think that covers it. So I guess now we will kick it back to Ben and Blake to wrap up the podcast with, I'm sure, copious pages. So many, so many, so many pages of questions and comments from you guys, awesome fans. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. I'm sure Ben will say something nasty about me. I'm sure Blake will be a jerk to at least five fans. Oh, that's, yeah. It's part of the course. Yeah, it's fairly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's he's starting fights with everyone. I'm looking at one question here, never or one comment. Never been anyone's arch nemesis before, to my knowledge, but I'm proud to say I am apparently Blake Garris's. <laughs> <laughs>
it's just how he laughs. It's the most makes me so happy to hear Strami laugh. That comment was from at Ref Gemlin. I think that's a perfect place to leave it. Thanks, fans. Uh, I will be back normal on the podcast next week, and um, we're gonna try and figure out a way to bring Strami into it more often in a fun way. All right. Thanks, guys. Back to you, Blake and Ben. All right, thank you, Ryan and Strami. Uh, enjoy the rest of your time together out in California. I'm sure you're having a blast. Eat all that good food, play all those video games while Blake sits here and complains about how he has to work, which you've been doing all week. Me? Yeah. You were like, hey, we're going to party all week, and then I'm like, okay, and then we have been working the whole time. Yeah. If that's a party At our job. Then... Well, I love my job so much that, yeah, it is kind of a party to me. I'm sorry you don't feel the same way. Hey, listen, we have now reached the portion of our show where we're going to answer questions from you guys. And want to remind you that the best way to get in touch with us is on Twitter using the hashtag ThisWeekInMarvel, all one word. And you can reach us individually, our individual Twitter handles, which I'll give out again later. But as long as you put that hashtag, we will get to it. But we're also joined by a very special guest. Special guest. Our very own social media coordinator, Jolly Jana O'Shea. Jana, welcome to This Week in Marvel. Well, thank you so much, Ben. It is a pleasure to be here. It is a pleasure to have you. She's so good at social media that she can get you up to 1,000 followers if you just know her. Really? Yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah. What's your score on clout that you introduced me to earlier this week? (laughs) Are you on clout? I am on clout. It doesn't matter if you're on clout. You can look anyone up. Yeah. I think Ben's at like 52. I'm only like 52. Which is really bad. Yeah, well, that's because I refuse to uh, cater to the Facebook crowd. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. That's what it what is. are you, Anthony? Like 11? No, like a 44. <laughs> I'm on cloud too. Like yeah. 50. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. All right. Before we go cleaning off, we brought Jana in to help us answer your questions. But also, Jana, we always tell everyone every week how they can interact with us through Twitter, but that is not the end all be all of Marvel social media. So, can you give us a little crash course on how? fans can interact with us on social media? Sure. Uh, we have lots of other options. You can reach us on Facebook at facebook.com marvel. We also have a multitude of film fan pages for our very wonderful Marvel Cinematic Universe. So you can look up Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, and Avengers. Also the Incredible Hulk, of course. You can also contact us on Google+, which is gplus.2 marvel entertainment. We're on Get Glue. We're on YouTube and pretty much anything else that you can possibly imagine. Yeah, it's true. We're everywhere on social media. Jana has a very big, very busy job. She's always doing lots of crazy stuff, making a lot of PowerPoints. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we also have recently started a Tumblr. That is, don't smirk. smirk. We've recently started a Tumblr. Marvelentertainment.tumblr.com, where you can see all of us posting panels that we really enjoy from different Marvel comics. I may post a frequent amount of Punisher comics. But yeah, you know, I, noticed that, I noticed that earlier this week that every other post <laughs> is a Punisher post. It has not been every other post. I've uh, branched out a little bit. I mean, it's better than Blake who posts nothing. I have <laughs> something in drafts and I'm just waiting for it. Yeah, he posted Reebok shoes yesterday. That's true. Nice job, Blake. Yep. Way to go. Anthony wrote that article, not you. Yeah, but Jana, as we know, you're a huge Punisher fan. I am. You are very devoted we all have our own specific characters like I'm a big Nova fan y'all know that Blake who knows what Blake likes Blake likes weird Blake likes Gambit actually really? not as much as some others is it just because like? he's southern no Wolverine Wolverine's your favorite yeah alright so Blake's got an obvious choice but <laughs> I've always liked that you're into you know you like Punisher but you also like some of the more obscure characters I do like, like Medusa you love Medusa love Medusa like crazy amount yeah she's why great. do you like Medusa 
She has awesome hair. That's true. She has the hair that I would want mm -hmm. if I could, for some reason, grow my hair to my feet. Right. You know, Anthony said a similar thing earlier today Did on the he? podcast. Yeah, about why he loves Medusa. He just says, I want to look like her. That's okay. fair. Right, Anthony? I think yeah. he could pull it off. I actually that is 100% wrong. He could not pull that <laughs> off. What are you thinking? Anyways, thank you for joining us, Jana. We are now going to dive into the pages and pages of questions we have from you guys. Thank you very much for providing them. Uh, we're going to start things off with at ad underscore gab underscore Joe. Picked up the Marvel heroic role-playing game recently and am digging it. Why no mention or promotion of it on the show? Blake, don't you have the book for that? The we have the book. We're, we're getting motion. There. Yeah. Sorry you haven't seen any promotion of that yet. We got so much to promote between the movies, the comics, all the cool stuff we've got going on. So sometimes things slip through the cracks, but it doesn't mean we don't know about them and we are going to get to that at some point. Oh uh, yeah, comment from at Cassius335. I believe he is talking about Marvel Avengers Alliance, which we should really talk about this week. Jenny, you play that? I do. I think, I think we all play that game. Yeah, although you're behind me now. You I used, am a little used, bit. You used to be in front of me. Yeah. Shield Guard makes everything better. Pete, I can't advise my past self how to conserve U-ISO down to 50 a day from gifts. For those who don't understand that yes, abbreviation, U-ISO is unstable ISO, mm -hmm. which is one of the things that you need in order to battle on the special ops mission of Avengers Alliance. Yes, that's true. And, and that's the mission you get Mockingbird on. Yes. Do you use the Shield Guard? I don't use Shield Guard. I've used it. Uh, I think yeah. I've used it once or twice. Yeah. So yeah, Shield Guard, check it out. At Jayhawker underscore 37, love reading AVX. Will there be any one shots in this story? One of the things about Avengers X-Men that we're working really hard on is trying to make it a story you can enjoy very simply by just following the main series. There's not a lot of tie-in miniseries. All the Avengers and X-Men books tie in for the most part, and they're telling their own stories that you can read on your own. We've also got the Versus Limited series, which is awesome, and that has fights in every issue. I guess you could consider like almost each issue of that as its own one shot because it's not a series that requires a lot of continuity there. But as far as, you know, just random one shots, no plans. We have the Infinite Comics, which are something different entirely, but really with AVX, you know, kind of stick to the main series and, and you should be good. Speaking of AVX and the Versus titles, we're doing something kind of fun on Facebook right now uh, using two different apps. So there's Avengers versus, and you can choose between the two guys who are battling this week. So I think last week it was Colossus and Spider-Man, and you can choose which one you think is going to win in the issue. Then we've also got, which is Judy Stevens, our cosplay photographer's personal favorite. We have a cosplay battle where you choose your favorite cosplayer from an Avenger or an X-Men matchup. So those are kind of fun. And if you guys want to check those out, I know you love giving your opinions on things. So head on over to Facebook to take a look at that. Blake, I challenge you to a cosplay showdown, an Avengers X-Men cosplay showdown. Let's do it. Would you right. be Gambit, Blake? Let me think about it. Who yeah. would you be? Nova? I don't know. I got to think about it. Nova's not in a... Yeah, maybe. Is he That's an intense costume. He was... It's a lot. It's a lot to do. I got to think about it. You challenge Anthony, me, sir. No, I got to think. I challenge you. Anthony... Start start coming up with something. Do I automatically win because I've already cosplayed? You automatically win because you're a girl, and that's how you win at cosplay. <laughs> well. That's that's the rules yeah. from hey, what I've understood. we are an awesome Iron Man cosplayer soon, and oh, you I would know. not distinguish him from Tony Dude, Stark. Dude, there's an awesome Doctor Strange one up right now, but he's going up against a girl who's dressed as magic, and I know who's going to win. Yeah. It's not going to be the guy with the awesome Doctor Strange costume. <laughs> Let's just put it out there. All right, another one from Jayhawker underscore 37. Will the Blade and the Wolverine anime be out on DVD, I Have X-Men and Iron Man. The answer to that, Alan Wilson, is yes, I believe we had a story on that earlier this week. So look on Marvel.com, go to our TV movie section, and you can find out all about the Blade and Wolverine anime. 
Uh, another one from jhawker underscore 37. He's got a nice little series here. This one's directed at me. For a first time reader of X-Men comics, what are some good story arcs to start with? Ooh. I'm going to throw this out to the rest of you guys. I, I, I have my answers, but Jana, what's a good X-Men comic you would recommend? I really like recommending new X-Men and astonishing mm -hmm. X-Men. I think those are a really good introduction to when the different... When you say new X-Men, you're saying the Grant Morrison. I am, Grant yes. Riley the stuff. new X-Men, the Grant Morrison run, and then astonishing X-Men, which has Joss Whedon. They're both really great introductions to the characters. There's a lot of action going on, and you get to see some really cool stuff. So yes. I would recommend those. I concur. I think Astonishing is really where kind of the current era of X-Men kicked off. New X-Men's a great story, and the kind of nice thing about that is it's kind of a story with a beginning, middle, and an end. Yeah. So it's really fun to pick up. Astonishing will get you really caught up on it today. But I always say, you know, I'm a huge X-Men fan. That's the comics I grew up with. So I say go straight back to the essentials. And I'm not saying the like the essential. I'm saying the actual essential X-Men trade paperbacks, <laughs> and start from volume one of that. It'll get you in from Giant Size X-Men number one. They're these huge phone book style black and white reprints and you will be surprised at how quickly you tear through those and you'll get right up to the modern day. Another fun one would be Executioner's Song, oh. which was a fantastic... Oh. Did you steal that No, me? I did not. I love that book. Executioner's Song is probably the pinnacle of comic book dumb. It was the greatest story of all time. It was told in the 90s. Nick Lowe beats himself up every day that he can't put out comics as good as Executioner's Song. We've talked about it here on the show many, many times. I did not steal that, I, I promise. I am thrilled to learn that you are a fan of Executioner's Song. Fantastic. Well, you, Blake? What's your favorite Executioner's Song? I mean, I have to agree with you about the going back to the old stuff. Yeah, it's just fantastic. What about you kids? What, what got Do you Do you even know what X-Men is? I would go back to Essential X-Factor. Essential X-Factor. Interesting. Ooh. Little Sort hiding in plain sight, acting like mutant detectives and bounty hunters. Mm. Unorthodox Anthony Chanza. Uh -huh. Kristen Maldonado. I would say, if you're interested, maybe even going back to what we talked about today with the digital comics, there are a bunch of X-Men digital comics that are yes. out, so why not check those out? Now, Anthony, what Kristen did there was went back to something we mentioned earlier in the show and also promoted one of our products. Nicely done. Yeah. I hope you're taking notes on what she does, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. That is an intern, Yep, Anthony. All right. At jaywalker underscore 37. Still going on a marathon here. <laughs> Jay Hawker. Jay Hawker. I said that. What did I say? Walker. Did I say Walker? I'm sorry. I Either got, name works. I got busted for jaywalking when I was in high school. It's still uh So still he, he gets... Thing? Yeah, exactly. That's what I said <laughs> when I got busted for it. That's a thing. I crossed where there wasn't a crosswalk. I can unbelievable cop was right. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> How did Marvel come up with that name for their company? You know what? I do not know this. I have no clue. Because I know we were called Atlas. We were called Timely. Yeah. And then in the 60s, it switched over to Marvel. And it wasn't because we were putting out a title called Marvel. We didn't have a bad character named Marvel. It just became Marvel. I bet just we just worked. wanted to do a great play on Marvelous because I love yeah. capitalizing the Marvel part of Marvelous yes. when I write it. Yes, you are infamous for that. Thank you. But you know what? We're going to look into that. Maybe we'll go talk to Tom Brevoort, not you, Blake, because he doesn't like you. Am I wrong? He said he can't stop staring at me in the That's last true. podcast. That's true. He did keep staring at you, which is really creepy. But yeah, we'll research that. Good question. <laughs> Final one from Hawker underscore 37. Do you answer every question that you guys get on the podcast or do you pick and choose which ones to answer? Well, Alan Wilson, if you've listened to our podcast, which usually run anywhere between 
eight to 12 hours, <laughs> you probably gathered that we do answer every question that's sent to us. We will occasionally censor a question because it's something we can't talk about. For the most part, we answer every question given to us and we do it out of love and it takes forever. Speaking of which, we gotta keep moving. Oh, Blake, your friend at Alex Gimmel, Alex Gimmel just said, after being stabbed in the back, all I can say is it is all Blake Garris's fault. What did you do now? I don't know what the context of that is, but I know he hates you. Well, we talked about it later. We have a very elaborate, we have a friendship again. Oh, you're, you guys are back on good terms? I push him away and pull him back in. Blake has a tendency, if one of the questions says something nice about him, if he's a fan, he turns on them. He gets mad at them. So that's what he's referring to when he's saying that was stabbed in the back. So I believe Alex Kimmel is basically saying anything that goes wrong is Blake's fault. But You're a very confusing supposedly. person, Blake. A very <laughs> complex personality. <laughs> at Jedi Musketeer gives a nice little shout out to our Marvel 99 cent Monday sales calls it one reason to love Mondays. Thank you very much, Al John. I think it's really the only reason to love Mondays. Not true. Folgers coffee. Yeah, Monday Night Raw. Gossip Girl. Lots of reasons. Lots of reasons. At Ballas81, just saw the Avengers game being made by Ubisoft at E3. Will it be for all platforms or just Wii U? Ballas81, I'm going to say wait until Ryan is back next week because he's going to have all the scoop from E3. So maybe ask that one again if he doesn't answer it in the segments we already cut to because he's recording those after we're already done. <laughs> uh, another one from Ballas81. Agent M, I hope you took Deadpool to E3 because if he reads your tweet about eating tacos and you didn't share... Dot, pretty ominous dot, ellipsis. Dot. Yeah, it's very ominous ellipses. He didn't take Deadpool, he took Stromy, so... <laughs> Which is really better. Who's the winner there? I don't know. <laughs> Yet another question from Ballas81 to Ryan about, how did you like E3? Can't really get an idea from your tweets. Hmm. Well, dude, he's very busy. He's doing a lot of stuff. So when he gets back next week, we'll be sure to ask him how he enjoyed E3. This Week in Marvel regular at Brad the YM says, after review, Twin Points were the best gift as my car will get old, but Twin Points will never fade. Excellent. Last week, Brad the YM M, if you recall, said Twin Points were the second best birthday gift he got after his new car. We said that that was ridiculous, and he has now corrected himself. And for that, Brad, the YM, 15 more Twin Points from me. And congratulations on your car. Nice job. At Brad the YM asks, have you given any thought about giving us a feature on This Week in Marvel on the comic to watch for the upcoming week? It's an interesting idea. I guess we could say, like, you know, what's coming out next week. We kind of try to focus on what came out this week, and that takes up a lot of time. So it would add another bit of time. We'll take it under consideration. At Brad the YM also asks, saw Uncle Ben in the Amazing Spider-Man annual. Is it just me, or does Uncle Ben come back from the dead a lot? Well, he's never actually come back from the dead. Yeah, let's make that clear. Yeah, that was a story where reality was going all crazy, like Blake on a Tuesday morning, (laughs) and just, you know, things were all up in the air. So Uncle Ben came back for a little cameo, and I like when he does those fun little cameos to let Peter know he's doing all right. But he didn't come back from the dead. Yeah, we've seen Uncle Ben's from other dimensions. We've seen what if Uncle Ben's, but Uncle Ben has always stayed dead. He's very good about that. Yeah, he is notorious for staying dead. He is very consistent in his uh, determination to remain deceased. At the Brad Pinder, with all the inside Marvel info you have, it must be hard not to tweet it. How do you all cope? We Jana, this is other. a good question for you. Oh, is it? Yeah, because you're so excited all the time, and you're on Twitter all the time, so how do you not just spill everything? I am very excited, but you know what I do? I instant message Ben Morse, mm-hmm. and I tell him about all the things I'm excited about, yep. and then he tells me to go away. I don't tell you to go away. <laughs> no, you're very kind. I am very you kind. You just let me talk. I let you talk. I'm not always watching but yeah no we talk to each other it's a discipline it's part of the job we want you guys to enjoy the stuff that's coming out and if we ruin it for you then you're not going to enjoy the product anymore we were fortunate enough to get these jobs we're fortunate enough to work for marvel it's a privilege and we are uh we're very serious about that yeah you even showed me something this morning it was 
I know. Awesome. And I didn't tweet it out and show anyone else that. Uh, now everyone knows that I have something. Don't They're going to come see it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, now. <laughs> no, because you're like, you, I am. You got the email, too. Oh, I did. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Now you're I'm like, good at that. Sorry, interns. <laughs> what was that like? You were like, I am a, like, please quietly come over to my desk. Yes. And I was like, oh, crap. I, I would like to note that Blake is miming typing on a computer keyboard right now. Yeah. Blake does a lot of miming throughout the podcast, I and we say Blake's We doing need this. a video podcast, and then I'll not do any hand it's a terrible idea. But yeah, I, I am Blake, who sits five feet away from me and say, hey, quietly come over to my desk, and I show him something very, very cool. And it we was both freaked cool. out. Yeah, and then we freaked out. Yeah. And then we moved on, because mm-hmm. we're professionals. <laughs> At the Brad Pinder asks, Gambit has a new series coming out. That's true. Gambit, new series coming out in August. Will, all caps, Everyone at This Week in Marvel will be reading it. Pretty sure we know who that's directed at. He's not here this week. I will be reading the new Gambit series. I'll read it. Ryan will read it. That's what I'm saying. Ryan reads every book. He's not going to be happy about it. And when it's a good book, he's going to be even more unhappy. But yeah, man, it's by James Asmus. Clay Mann, it looks like an awesome book. Definitely. Very excited about it. Jana, you excited for Gambit? I'm very excited. Do you for like Gambit? Gambit, Gambit I do. has a lot of female fans. I don't want to. I don't want to assume. I like Gambit. I don't put him on the same level as you know Frank Castle or anything. Sure. But That'd I. Be ridiculous. I yep. Yeah, come on. I appreciate Gambit for his character. Yeah. In terms of what you guys think about Gambit, I'd read it. I mean. You would you would read it? You yeah, will read it. read it. You mean you are really yeah. excited <laughs> yeah, to read it? If you're still here, you're going to be reading Gambit. Uh, well, no, I'd like, uh, I hope they take him back to like the roots of the Thieves Guild. Yeah. And do stories like that. So They're going cool. to. So, yeah. Yeah, we've done coverage on Marvel.com. Really? Maybe yeah, you should, you should check it, it out. Visit the website sometime. Jerk Bonzo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At the Brad Pinder also asks, who would win in a race through New York, Daredevil or Spider-Man? Ooh. Spider-Man. Definitely Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man. He moves faster. Mm-hmm. He's got the web thing. Yeah. I mean, Daredevil moves quick, but he's just, yeah, he's jumping. Spider-Man's swinging on webs. Yeah. Are we all in agreement? Yes, yeah. I think all right. so. Okay. Unanimous decision. At CheapGN, our source for cheap graphic novels. Oh, I've been looking forward to this one. Deadpool team-up was actually released in reverse numbering, so don't blame Chubanza. Last week, I called out Anthony Chubanza Chanza for the fact that in our digital comics list, he listed Deadpool Team Up incorrectly, numbers wise. Now, it is true, Deadpool Team Up was released in reverse, like issue 899 came out, then issue 898 came out, and so on and so forth. And so, thank you, Max Beckman, for pointing that out. What I was pointing out is that Anthony released it as if it were a normal series. So he had like 891, 892. So he did it completely wrong. You coming to his defense is very honorable, but very misplaced. He completely screwed up again and doesn't need you defending him. There are better uses of your time. Betting on the wrong horse here. Anything to say in your defense, Anthony? I got it in my email. That's how you got it in your email. Wow. We were just following. Passing the buck. Yeah, we we were just following orders. Exactly. Anthony Chanza, a disgrace. At Immortal Thor 99, any plans for a CD collection of the animated and movie theme songs? They still make CDs? What no one, are CDs? No one uses CDs I anymore. I use CDs. Well, that makes sense. You're you don't count. 10 years behind everybody else. I'd buy that CD. I would buy that CD. I would uh, no, buy no that. current plans. At DJ Bochiccio. Ooh. That may be the wrong pronunciation. <laughs> Proud to be an honorary member of the Blake Brigade. Is this a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. I didn't make it up. It just happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've ordered the Acts of Vengeance omnibus. Can't wait to get it. Blake, I don't know what that has to do with being a member of the Blake Brigade, but... Is that going to get kicked think... out of the Blake no, Brigade? No, he's, he's the guy that's the teacher, so he's oh, always okay. in Right. What Obviously, you you're just going to have to do a podcast where you read Acts of Vengeance aloud Ooh. for the Blake Brigade. Yeah. The people who are still in it after I... Yeah, the two members of the Blake Brigade. <laughs> Dan Bocciccio also asks, as a teacher, wondering whose class you'd like to enroll in. I'd go with Emma Frost. I think I'd drop Husk's class. 
for sure. What X-Men teacher's class would you guys enroll in? You can't say Frank Castle. Oh, man. Yeah. Or Medusa. But they could be guest what other teacher. Char- what other characters are left? Janet says, Fine. yes, Anthony, raising <laughs> his hand like Chamber. a goober. Uh, Chamber? Yeah, he has the coping with physical changes class in... I, I don't think I want you to go any that further with really this weird. answer. No, it's because he loses his chest. I understand why he's teaching it. I don't know why you want to enroll no, in it, I and I don't want to know. Can I take sex ed with Remy LeBeau? Wow. <laughs> There it is. Well, that right has been a very popular class at Jean Grey School. Really? I'm just saying. How do you know it's been a popular class at Jean Grey because School? Because I read Twitter and people would really like to be in this class, apparently. Interesting. Blurring the lines between fantasy and reality, as always, is Janet O'Shea. Blake, I know whose class mm-hmm. you wouldn't sign up for. Storm. There's some throwbacks to that coming up. Yes, but please, whose class would you sign up for? <sighs> Iceman? Iceman? He's yeah. teaching accounting. He'd be the witty accountant. Yeah, I think I'd do that too. I'd take accounting with Iceman with you. We would all go to lunch. Yes, we would go to lunch. Kristen? I don't really know much about this comic, but um... <laughs> <laughs> this... Winning, winning, it looks win- like a world. Yeah. Like, totally... You're winning points, Kristen. You're, you're, um, you're but losing... But what, what does Storm teach? What does Storm teach? Yeah. She doesn't teach anything at the moment. Would you you'd take a class with her if she was teaching? Who wouldn't take a class with like Storm like besides Blake? Kind of like, I feel like it'd be like, maybe like a herbology kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Like, you know, like weather, nature yeah. kind of stuff. So Makes sense. If Storm had a class, I would I'd take, take that. that. Right, very cool. Last one from Dan Bocciccio, whose name I've been botching. Ah, get it? <laughs> there it is. Comedy. Any reason why the Age of Apocalypse Omnibus is missing X Universe and the second Unlimited publish Giant Infinity Gauntlet War Crusade Omni? The Age of Apocalypse Omnibus, why is it missing the X-Men Universe one-shots and the Unlimited stories? I, I think it's just because they came out later, but I am not entirely sure. As far as doing Omnibus for the Infinity Trilogy, I'm there. I'd love to do that. I loved those stories when I was a kid. I read the trades when they came out. Getting all three of those would be fantastic. At David Lirapina, always looking forward to listening to you and Agent M in This Week in Marvel. Oh, that was directed at me. Aww. He loves listening to me and Ryan. Not Blake, though. I guess not. Well, not Ryan, because he didn't at Ryan either. Just He the, said, I love... Li- ju- just This is yours. He said, always looking this. forward to listening to you and Agent M. He called out Agent M in there. This so. is for you. Okay, man. It's definitely not for you. That's true. Another one from my new favorite listener, at David Larapina. <laughs> Please see if you can use your ever-powerful influence to put new mutants on the subscription list. I will see what we can do, David. That was directed at Agent M. Yeah. I just like this to add, not Oh, cool. Perfect. I don't have to do All right. I'm off the hook. <laughs> Ryan will maybe try to take care of that. At Epoch 252, Ultimate Spider-Man Animated Series premieres in the UK today at 5 p.m. on Disney XD UK. Check it out. I don't know what day that's from. Why did you not put the dates on these, yeah. Chibonza? Disappointment. Wow. All right. Well, the important thing is Ultimate Spider-Man Animated Series is out in the UK on Disney XD. Check your local listings and... Be sure to read that. All the interns get no dessert for that. Is there dessert? In Blake's yeah. world. Shh, tell it again. <laughs> From at Jedi Lamond, I played Marvel vs. Capcom 3 for the first time the other day. I'm hooked on it. I shall have to buy the Ultimate Edition. Cool. I approve this tweet. Yeah, we love that. At Jedi Lamond, I usually love bank holidays giving me an extra day to just do nothing, but I'm on study leave at the moment, so the only thing this bank holiday has done for me is postponed me getting my comics until Thursday. Aw, man. That's sad. That's no good. Well, there's nothing more to say to that. It's a tragic story. Okay. At Captain Malcolm says, Jump in the van, Storm. Might be the best joke of all time. Hashtag Blake's Brigade. You have a hashtag. The cool thing about him 
is that his real name is Dr. Doctor, which is cool because he's a doctor and that's his last name. So. I'm sure that's his real name, Blake. No, I trust him. Yeah, he's, no, He's clearly. part of my brigade. Only the best. Only the best. Make it into the Blake Brigade. At HWView, light week, but X-Men Legacy rocked and the digital copy of Joe Mad Ultimate's run kick ass. Yeah, sometimes, you know, we just read them and this is going to be one of those times. <laughs> At OD Darklord says, totally agree with Agent M on Gambit. Worst X-Men ever. Oh, that's... No. I disagree with there that. There are so Gambit. many worse X-Men. Apparently he was not around for the... You know, I don't like to disparage any X-Men, except for one. The worst X-Men ever is Forge. No, he I was is thinking terrible. the same. <laughs> he is pretty terrible. X Forge is a terrible X-Men, not just because he has a power that's totally useless in battle, uh -huh. but also if you look back at the history of Forge, first big thing was Fall of the Mutants, where... He basically was supposed to fight this guy, the adversary, and he wussed out. And as a result, the X-Men had to fight him. The X-Men died. They all died. Straight up. This happened in the 80s. Roma had to bring them back to life after Forge got them all killed. And he has done nothing good since. Forge is the worst X-Men of all time. He has also done nothing good in the X-Men animated series. Yeah, he always blows it there, too. He just messes things up for them all the time. It's true. Every time he showed up in the X-Men animated series, it was like, oh, hey, Forge invented something, and now the future's terrible. That's generally Forge's thing. Viruses that kill yeah. everybody. Viruses, killer robots, you know, Forge does it all. So I'm going to go right out there and say Forge is the worst X-Men ever. No offense to Chris Claremont, his creator, legendary creator. That's one of those times he created so many great characters, he can get away with the fact that Forge is terrible. Definitely. At Odie Darklord, if y'all... Oh, Ooh. it's a friend, <laughs> friend of Blake's. If y'all could only read read six comic series which ones would they be so yep. is that like current yeah that's a or like of all one. time strange number just at odie darkwood i want you to clarify this question and ask us again next week we will answer it then maybe okay. maybe maybe current you... series or all time series. yeah current series all time can you read all the issues i need more details yeah i mean is this a specific arc a specific run yeah you know not enough info but We'll get more next week. At Odie Darklord, my current fave artist is Pasquale Ferry. What comics is he working on? Most recently, Pasquale Ferry was on Mighty Thor. He is currently laying in wait for his next project, which we can't talk about. But rest assured, you'll see Mr. Ferry's work again soon. Another one from Odie Darklord. Now, since Deadpool can die, which people in Marvel cannot die? It's a pretty lengthy list, I think. Pretty much anyone who's... Well, you know, everyone can die. I don't think there's anyone who can't be killed somehow. Can Wolverine really be killed somehow? He, There's got to be a way. He mentions it. Who does? Oh, in, yeah. in, this, in this little book that you're pointing at? Yeah. The yeah. sampler, the summer sampler. You know who can't die? Mr. Immortal from the Great Lakes uh, Avengers. Can't That's be a very killed. Good point. It's his whole power. So there you go. Mr. Immortal can't die. Uh, as far as a more extensive list, I mean, even someone like Thor, who's a god, he can be killed. And I think Wolverine can be killed. It's just really, really, really difficult. There are characters who can be. I, I think most of the Eternals. You have to, like, completely disrupt their molecular structure. Which is doable. Which is doable, but, you know, it's tough. Galactus, if he dies, the whole universe blows up. That's not how So that he happens. can die, but I don't know. So Mr. Immortal, that's my answer. All right. Last one from Odie Darklord. If Wheels, Professor X, very clever, comes to AVX, do you think he would pick Scott's side? Odie Darklord, I'm not going to answer that for you because you're going to know the answer very, very soon. Dun, dun, dun. Ominously, I said. At Jimbo. <laughs> His name is James Mitchell, 1984. At Jimbo just wrote Iron Man and then sent us a pic, which we can't see right now. Thanks. Because it's, it's on a piece of paper. Can't click that link. Blake, try click, clicking that link. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. At Sergeant underscore Z. Love listening to This Week in Marvel before picking up my books. It sparks the excitement. I like that you spelled love, L-U-V. I like that you use the letter B and the number four to say B4. Jana is not a happy. She doesn't like. Not a happy? 
She is not a happy Jenna. <laughs> She's not not like those shortcuts in typing. Especially in a tweet like this where you easily have more characters to spell out these words. He's just having fun, you know? He's just having fun. That's how the kids talk. This is why you're so out of touch with kids. You have no idea how old this person is. He's a sergeant. He's a sergeant, so... Yeah, that's obviously completely valid. He may have given that rank to himself, Blake. Or maybe he didn't. That is the other option. (laughs) At Lex Hunter, a special hashtag FF. That's Follow Friday, right? Twitter, Could also be a special Fantastic Four. Uh, no, French I'm, fries. I'm kidding. Come it's on. Follow Friday. Bring you in here for your social media expertise <laughs> and you just blow it. To the This Week in Marvel crew, Agent M, Dan J. Moore, Strami, and last but not least, the evil Blake Garris. Winky face. I wonder if he's on your Blake Brigade. Maybe a spurned former member of the Blake Oof. Brigade. Not a current member, that's well, for you sure. You got a retweet, sir. <laughs> Welcome. You did retweet him, I forgot. (laughs) At ComicsDude1, what do each and every one of you, interns included, think contributed to the success of Marvel's The Avengers movie and why? There's not just one thing. I mean, it was just a great all-around movie from acting to directing to script to special effects. And people went to see it. People went that's to see very it. Important. Definitely, that's you know what? That's true, Blake. Yep. That did contribute to the success. Yeah, but I think it's a lot, a lot of things. I would like to add that I can't bring to mind another group of movies that have had such a setup like this. Mm-hmm. You know, where there's so many awesome movies leading up to this one giant culmination of awesomeness in that's a film true. that had not only one but two end credit scenes. It's true, and two end credit scenes. That's a big deal as well. Yes. Chanza, I almost shudder to get your opinion on anything. Well, I just think that. For a movie like that with that many characters, they had a lot of character development. They didn't mm-hmm. miss out on anybody. All right, so that was one of the great wow. things. Not bad. That's a very good point. That's very astute. Kristen, who's telling me that we've been going for an hour and 20 minutes? I think that The Avengers did really well because I felt like it was a movie that, let's say you didn't get to watch the other movies, you could still follow what was going on. It was funny, you know, it had great action scenes. But something that I thought was awesome was that that weekend was also free comic book day. So it kind of, I think it made it even more exciting to go to see it because it was like a kind of comic book extravaganza weekend. You know, the movie came out, free comic books. They had a nice Avengers free comic as well. Well said. Better Anthony Anthony than answer. Better answer than Anthony. Also from Ed Comics Dude 1, I don't understand this tweet. My boy Blake Garris holding it down on This Week in Marvel. It is what it is. I think that's young people speak. Young people speak. So he's obviously too young to know any better. Doing cool things? No, what I got from this is like at first (laughs) when he said holding it down, I was going to be like, attack. And then the last sentence is like, well, I got to It is what it is. It's so I'm totally. One. You understand what he's saying? Holding it down, he means you're doing a good job. Yeah, but I was gonna be like, <laughs> no. But Why were you gonna be right, like because no? Because you hate compliments. Because yeah. yeah. At Mike Billiter, our friend asked, "Sometimes I wish there was a new this week in Marvel every day." Too much to ask, Agent M, Ben J. Morris, and Blake Garris. No. Hashtag this day in Marvel. At Black Garris. Oh, I guess you didn't. Get, you didn't get that one. Uh, yeah. At Black Garris. <laughs> I'll ask my other persona. Yes. Can we do this week in Marvel every day? I mean, we have enough backlog that if Blake and Kristen can edit them, I guess we can put them up every day. So if we don't have them every day, it's Blake and Kristen's fault. And if I do that I will become Black Garrus. Why? <laughs> oh, because you'll you'll turn evil? Yes. Eviler. Eviler. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm sorry we don't have a This Week in Marvel every day. If you're unhappy, just tweet Chubanza about it. Yep. At Captain Marvel Girl. We haven't seen Captain Marvel Girl in weeks. Blake, I don't even think you were around for Captain Marvel Girl. This is like our number one fan who has disappeared. I'm glad to see she's okay. Uh, in all caps, how the hell do I have 20 plus This Week in Marvel episodes to catch up on? Jen, get on it. We need you back commenting every week. I'm just glad to hear you're, you're still alive. That's very good. At QY underscore Hulk up. Just read Secret Avengers 27. How is Captain Marvel alive? Story's not over yet. Does that it's count as a spoiler? What? When did that one come out? Weeks ago. Oh, okay then. It's not a spoiler. I'm just yeah. checking. Gotta be able to talk about the comics that came out. Yeah, uh, keep reading Secret Avengers. That story is far from over, and you will you will get some answers there. At Randall Woodow, I loved Wolverine the X-Men number 11. So many great one-liners. Aren't there like eight Hulks already? No more Avengers. Scarlet Witch, anyone? That was very stream of consciousness. Cool. I like it. I like it. At Randall Woodow, hope mimicking Wolverine's mutant ability. Awesome. Snick, snick. I can just like read these. Did you say snick, snick? <clears throat> that's what, that's what I you always say. say snick it. Snick it? I don't know. What? <laughs> snick it. Hold on. Let's hold the show for a sec. You say snick it? Well, it's I have got never a heard anyone. Yeah, it's snicked. You just said snick. No, I said snicked. No, you definitely said snick. <clears throat> it's snicked. It's not snick it. There's no second I. <laughs> I think it sounds better. It sounds like a candy bar. It sounds like a delicious It would be a delicious treat. candy bar. It might kill you. <laughs> At Randall Woodow, love This Week in Marvel. Listen to every app. I know that Aussies have been X-Men, but has there ever been an Australian Avenger? Not to my knowledge. The only, yeah, because Australian X-Men, you had Lifeguard and Slipstream. I don't think there's ever been an Avenger from Australia. Blake, thank you. Mm. Thank you for your help. And one more from At Randall Woodow, our resident Australian Proud to have stumped at Ben J. Morris with Boom Slang. This is true. I, I did not know who Boom Slang was. He linked to it. It is a snake villain from Australia. But he says, ironically, Boom Slangs aren't an Aussie snake. Learn something there. Jana just looks disgusted. Very upset. At RCS underscore T tweeted to at Comic Scribbler, one of our new listeners. Welcome to the This Week in Marvel team. Ryan and Ben are the funniest people to listen to talk with. Who's Rachel? Rachel. Oh, Rachel. that's Rachel Pittman, our new intern who's not here today. All right, Rachel, welcome to the team if you're listening. But yeah, I feel like he forgot to mention someone there. Like he didn't mention Strami. Strami's great too. There's that other guy. Who? <sighs> Anthony? Anthony. Anthony? Anyways. Yeah. At Ref Gemlin. Isn't this another one of your enemies, Blake? We'll see. We'll see. Maybe give a shout out on the podcast for Players of the Avengers Alliance to check out the Facebook page. So many free bonuses. This is a very good point. Yeah, great segue. The Avengers Alliance app page gives out tons of free bonuses all the time just as a thank you for being an awesome Avengers Alliance player. You can get free gold, you can get free silver, you can get unstable ISO, which I know a lot of you players out there are sorely lacking. So definitely visit the Avengers Alliance page, you know, like it so you get all the bonuses and play the game because it's awesome. Another firm at Ref Gamlin. Loved AVX Issue 4's AR entry for how to destroy a planet. This is the extra content I would love to see more of. For those of you who don't know what he's talking about, you know, in AR, augmented reality, you can use your mobile device to get kind of extended clips and videos and shots from different things in Avengers vs. X-Men. Our video team and Judy Stevens worked very hard on those. Uh, one of the ones in AVX number four was an entry where we had a gentleman, I think he was from the American Natural History Museum, but some sort of guy who knew what he was talking about. We some asked him. Some smart guy. Some smart dude. <laughs> we asked him, you know, the phoenix is coming to destroy the planet. How would the phoenix actually destroy the planet in practical terms? It was a very cool thing. And my favorite part of that was that it was my idea. It was the last idea you came up with, Blake. I don't want to. You don't want to brag? No, I understand. Podcast. That would take forever. <laughs> 
Ref Gemlin, not sure what I want more. An Asgardian Western where someone with Blake Garris' voice says, Mjolnir, y'all, or a new addition to the Pet Avengers, Mjolnir. I like both of these ideas. Yeah, those are both pretty good. If you want to see that, you should ask at Ben J. Morris to put me on his What the Series, and I will say whatever he wants me to say. That's right, you will. Aw, have you not been on it yet? Nope. As I've explained to Blake, I would love to use him on what the... The problem is he has a very distinctive You don't know my voice. range. You don't <laughs> know my range. He has a very range. distinctive voice. Like, I can't really cast him playing like a New Yorker or Got an it. Italian... Okay. Really? British people? Yeah, he tried to do a British accent, and that was what sold me on waiting until we had <laughs> nope. just the right character. But Jan has been on Harold uh, Segura's What the She Man, another one soon. So uh, let the jealousy simmer. Uh, I did the voice of the very wonderful Jean Grey. I can do that. <laughs> I don't believe you. Yeah, some people say that uh, Jana is the definitive Jean Grey of her generation. Some people say I'm the Eddie Murphy. I was of... actually not the one who said that, surprisingly I was enough. The one who yeah, said it was that. Ben. That was a great compliment. My Thank friend you. who voiced Cyclops in that series was asking me the other day, he said, Hey, are there any new X Men movies coming out with Cyclops in them? And I go, You know, there's none planned right now, and he's dead in the current X Men movie series. So I said to him, I go, You could very well, for a generation of kids, end up being who they think of when they think of Cyclops' voice. And he said, That is the greatest slash most depressing thing I have ever heard. True story. Uh. At Ref Gemlin, never been anyone's arch nemesis before, to my knowledge, but I'm proud to say I am apparently Blake Garris's in This Week in Marvel for now. How many arch nemeses do you have? I somehow feel that it is you telling yeah. people that you hate them for complimenting yeah, you it, that it, causes it, this. I think it's them. Yeah, eh. well, I kind of figured um, you might say that. No, I talked to him as well after, and we... What are you having all these conversations where you're patching things up with people? There's this cool thing on Twitter where you put this at... Oh, yeah? He doesn't actually work in the afternoons after you guys record the podcast. Oh, wow. He just chats with people. Yeah. Is this true? Oh, buddy just, up with the fans. Buddy up with people? Yeah. All right. Well, that's understandable. At Dr. S underscore Spidey, there's another Avengers Alliance question, so I'm going to throw this one over to Jana. Any advice on completing Epic Boss Hammerhead? What hero combo did you use? I'm getting my booty handed to me every time. Well, Dr. Spidey, this is a difficult question to answer without knowing exactly which heroes you have on your team. A big thing that can help you is by clicking the Show Help button at the bottom when you start a fight. That'll show you which guys are best up against the other ones. What? So yeah, no, did that you existed? I yeah. usually mouse over the, each of them individually yeah, to too. find out who I need to <laughs> The show in. help button is pretty handy. What I do with really tough bosses is I make sure to take advantage of the stunners because if mm, there are people who have items. two turns, you knock them out with a stun, they only get one turn and it's less damage to you. The items are really great to use against these guys because you can lower their defense, you can burn them, you can make them bleed, you know, all that sort of thing. So definitely take advantage of the items that you have in your arsenal when it comes to these bosses. I just use Hulk. I do too. I have a really hard boss. He's my uh, closer. Doctor Strange is my new guy. Yeah, Doctor Strange is great too. My one-two punch now is I've got Hulk and Iron Man in their Avengers costumes. Yep. We do the coordinated defense and all that stuff, yeah. and that's awesome. So get the Avengers costumes. But Miss Marvel is my favorite. At Simon Sebs, what story arc or crossover event would you like to see turned into an animated feature? Executioner song. Done. Already basically answered it earlier in the show. That I loved. It. You know, what I'd really like to see as an animated feature. Annihilation. Not just because Nova's in it. It would just be an awesome, cosmic, space opera, crazy special effects stuff. But that's just me. I would selfishly like to say that I want to see the current run of Punisher as an animated feature. It's not a story arc or crossover event. I don't care. But only... <laughs> You're not answering the question. <laughs> 
Well, isn't it okay? The Omega effect. No, I, I want to see the Omega it. effect story arc as an animated feature with Marco's art because it is the most beautiful thing that has ever existed. Blake, Dark Wolverine. Again, not a story arc or crossover. I don't care either. We like our characters. Uh, you guys are the best. Anthony, Spider Island. Spider Island. Ooh, that'd be a good, good one. Good choice. Yeah, much better than your choices. Uh, <laughs> Kristen. I think it would be cool to see like Deadpool, who's now having to deal with being able to die. Right. Once again, not answering the question. Anthony, thank you for helping me out on this Hey, one. Omega Effect is a story yeah, arc. Yeah, after I bullied you into it. Ridiculous. Another one from Ed Simon Sebs. Who is your favorite Spider-Man villain? That's a good one. Ooh. Blake? Blake, you're Carnage is the greatest Spider-Man villain ever. Yeah, why is that? He is a serial killer. <laughs> Cletus Cassidy. Number one, his name's Cletus, so no, you were predisposed to like him anyways. Carnage is the greatest villain ever. Okay. You feel very strongly. I yeah. disagree with you on the greatest villain ever claim. Wrong. Unless you are only talking about in the Spider-Man universe. Have you met Doctor Doom? Sick he em. owns a country. Blake Brigade, sick him. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's like gonna be the smallest cavalry coming over the hill ever. One person and a bunch of other uninterested, angry people. I really enjoy Stiltman. Stiltman. In the Spider-Man <laughs> universe. Is he really a Spider-Man villain? Yeah. He's just a Marvel Universe villain. I think I've debuted in Daredevil. He's mainly in Spider Man now, though, that, when he pops up. That is up. not true. That's he is, a little he true. He's dead. Well, not anymore. So, all right. Another just out of the box answer for Jen O'Shea. I've always been a big fan of Craven the Hunter. <gasps> you guys dress a lot. Craven's Last we, Hunt yes, is one of the yes. best. Uh, I love his sense of fashion. Mm -hmm. But also, I just like that he's a guy who he doesn't have one superpower or one thing. He's smart. Like, you read the classic. Craven stories. Craven's Last Hunt is one of them. The best. And he actually beat Spider-Man, which is something not a lot of people have done. But just even going back to his really early appearances, he just has all these different like devices and gadgets and, and is cunning. And he's a thinking man's villain, but he also can, you know, take in a fight. So I've always liked Craven. And he does look, he looks different, which I like. So I've always liked Craven. Jumanza? Doc Ock. Doc Ock. I mean, from trying to marry Aunt May for a nuclear power plant to what's going on in Ends of the Earth right now. Yeah. It's had quite a history. Yeah. And is actually a Spider-Man villain, so automatically better than Jana's answer. I'm going to go with Green Goblin. Green Goblin. Nice. I feel like it's classic. Yeah. You guys went with the two most obvious answers, but that's okay. Sometimes the obvious answer is the right answer. I like Sandman, too. Yeah? He's one of my favorites. He's no stilt you know, man. He's got the heart behind his yep. his evil plans. Yep. I like those villains better. Like stilt man. Yeah, exactly. He's got heart. Love that stilt man. God. His heart's get, dead now. Can't get enough of stilt man. <laughs> You're just all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just because you like a serial killer does not make the rest of us wrong. Wait, I can't make that claim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not wade into those waters. <laughs> At Simon Sebs, what would be your dream comic to work on? Who would draw it? That's assuming we wouldn't want to draw it and have someone else write it. Can I answer? Yes, Jana, you can answer. What Punisher comic would you like to have someone draw? I would like or to your see Punisher a Medusa Punisher team up. Medusa team up. Right. It's the most natural <laughs> teaming in the world. I'm surprised hey, it hasn't happened. Phil Noto drew me a beautiful Frank Castle Medusa piece. Yeah, it was a great pinup. What's the story? The story is that they're awesome together okay. doing things. So would you have Phil Noto draw it? Yes. Okay. Assisted by Marco. I'm thinking about Carnage now. So of course Carnage on the brain. Yeah. <laughs> Who would draw it? Get back to me. All right, I'll, maybe. Guys, you know, your intern's here. Are there books you'd want to work on? Uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man? would love to read your Amazing Spider-Man. Who would draw it? It'd be a toss-up. I'd want Phil Noto to draw it. But he's already taken. He's, yeah. Phil Noto yeah. has been Get claimed. <laughs> he's, bu he's busy. Uh, then Pascal Ferry. Pascal Ferry. Nice. That'd be good. It'd be very well drawn. Editors would have to work overtime, I'm pretty sure. Just like we do. Catch all your mistakes. <laughs>
Kristen. <laughs> I would want to work on the Hulk. Ooh. And I think I would want to do something like different. So maybe have someone like... Um, Nobody draws it. Nobody draws it. It's just blank. That, that is different. No. Like Scotty Young. Oh, oh he cool. would do an awesome Hulk. Yeah. Then or is he the third artist on Medusa Punisher? Maybe you just yeah, have you a different artist. Yeah, you don't get Scotty. Oh. <laughs> I take them all. Yeah. <laughs> I would want to do a new New Warriors book. And I would have my buddy Todd Nock draw it. Nice. Because he's my buddy. And because he's a brilliant artist. I like awesome. how that's the second what? thing. Brilliant artist comes second. Yep, it's about protecting your friends. No, Todd's a brilliant artist. I think he'd do a great New Warriors. I have a lot of ideas for New Warriors. But more than that, I'd rather someone else who is a professional <laughs> comic writer bring them back, and I would like to read it. I'd prefer that. I would like for Greg Rucka and Garth Ennis to team up and write Punisher Medusa crossover, and Chichetto. Phil Noto and Marco Cicchetto would do the art yep. for it. Top of the sales charts, no doubt. Blake? I would buy them all. Still nothing? Ryan Stegman. On nice. Carnage? On Carnage. It's pretty good. If anyone can get in the uh, mind of a serial killer named Cletus, it's you. And, and Ryan, Ryan Stegman. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, boy. Last one from Simon Sebs. What are the plans for She-Hulk after AVX? She's currently in X-Men Legacy, and she is currently appearing in Hulk, the uh, Red Hulk book. So keep your eye on those. At Dirty Lash. After being insulted by at Blake Garris on This Week in Marvel, I will now agree with everything he says no matter how stupid to really annoy him. Well, now I'm annoyed because he used the number two and instead of writing two, out two. And also, you announced your plan. That was... So now he's not going to be annoyed because he knows what you're doing. Not even Blake would fall for that. Well... Well, we'll, see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. At Dirty Lash, who needs the Blake Brigade? I am a strawmy trooper who are far superior. I... Oh my god, that is the best idea ever i agree yeah strami trooper just blake's a big strami fan yes. he'd probably be strami trooper number one yeah. i am seeing strami next week and i'm very excited yeah yeah we'll see if you feel that way when you get back he's probably sending me an no, email i'm sure, I'm sure he's, has he no he's at e3 he's busy he's not today he's no, too he's busy not. for you blake Ooh. he called me today yesterday <laughs> All right, all right. No more <laughs> competing over Shawnee. From Dirty Lash. Who is this Hawkeye UK trying to dethrone my This Week in Marvel number one UK fan title? I will fight my title to the death. How can we settle this? Well, obviously to the death. Yeah, obviously. I mean, this is it's worth it. You've proposed it already. It's, it's worth it. So, I don't know. Blake, how would you want them to settle it? Like, uh, ooh, uh, ooh, uh. Get it out. Come on, buddy. You can do it. Tug of war? Jousting? No. Jou uh, American Gladiator. Oh, the joust. Yeah. The joust. Blake was pantomiming the joust as we all tried to guess what or the Or the other one with the... Assault? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, so you wanted them to go on American Gladiators, which is yeah, ironic because they're from the UK. Exactly. So, so it's even better. Genius. I like it. I like it. I like it. Oh, Dirty Lash has a good suggestion because we were saying last week after 80, there's no more designations for anniversaries because most people aren't married more than 80 years so he says why not make your anniversaries after 80 vibranium adamantium crimson ruby of sidorak anniversary that's a great idea that is a great idea although we have to come up with a lot of them oh great we have reached the ungage section of the show oh that's how you pronounce that yes ungage it is spanish i believe for the goat oh and uh yeah we've now reached this this is the part anthony can't talk during because ungage is the other half of the worst segment <laughs> in the history of This Week in Marvel. So, let's see what Ungage has to say this week. Let's finally address the important question. Who at the Marvel office is worthy of lifting the hammer of Thor? I am going to go with my very thought-out, calculated answer of nobody. I would agree. Yeah, 
Nobody in the Marvel offices is uh, pure and heroic Actually, Flo. Yes, Flo Steinberg. Flo Steinberg Great answer, absolutely Jana. pick up Flo the hammer. Flo Steinberg is probably the sole person who could lift the hammer of Thor. And is the most fantastic person at Marvel. She's great. She's great. Flo has been a Marvel staple since the, since the start. Since the start. Blake would probably try to do it and get a hernia. I can only I haven't met Flo, so I don't know. <laughs> that has nothing. Okay. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> Another one from Ungaje. So psyched that Ben J. Morris is taking me to Disney in October. What a great surprise. I thought you were taking me in October. Uh, you're all going to be in for a great surprise <laughs> when you get postcards from Disney. Postcards? Not you, Blake. Yes, maybe you. <laughs> At Ungaje also says, Agent M is so right on the Magneto Red Skull Acts of Vengeance story. Incredible issue. Yes, we talked about that last week. It is an absolutely awesome issue. Question from Ungaje. What was the first Marvel trade paperback you bought, and do you still own it? First one I remember getting is Marvel's, and I do still own it. Oh, that's such a fantastic yes. one. Anyone else remember their first trade paperback? I know I still have all, all my comics, but... Yeah, but you don't know what they are. Not the first. No, it's a tough question. All right, we got to move on. Oh, whoa, that I was the last it. question. Uh, <laughs> all right. Hey, thank you guys for listening to this week's This Week in Marvel. Thanks to everyone who joined us. Blake, you stepped up into the big boy seat. How did it feel? It's daunting, great, people. Yeah, great answer, Blake. Jana, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to stop by and uh, help us out. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Kristen, great job as always. Yep. yep. Anthony, we'll talk after the show. <laughs> thanks to Ryan. Thanks to Strami. Thanks to everyone who wrote in with questions. As always, you can reach us using the hashtag This Week in Marvel on Twitter. You can reach us also through at Ben J. Morse at Blake Garris, at Agent underscore M, at Strami, at Chubanza, at Maldo, and Jana can be reached at Dreamy-Eyed. So you can talk with any of us. We're always happy to chat, except for Blake. Well, I guess that's what Blake does all afternoon. So especially talk to Blake. Anyways, thank you all so much for joining us. This is Marvel, your universe.